Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Michael Damiani. It's raining goaties! Michael Huber! Yo! And Brandon Jones! It's goatee time. Is it goatee time? It's goatee time. It's that time of year. No, we're in deep January. It's one day. It's, ha- it's New Year's and Christmas time. and goaties. There's many times to do goaties. Some, some people do goaties in November. Mm-hmm. Some people do goaties. The Oscars isn't, you know, going to be for, you know, a month or two. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's the, it's the time to celebrate. Such a big year. It took until ha- halfway through January for us to finally... Admit there was nothing else we could play. No one can play everything. And finally sit down and talk about goatees. Live. Feels good. On Twitch. Ah. We're pretty much caught up. Coming to you live. It happened. It was a thing you watched if you're listening to this. Maybe. You know how it went down. Right. This podcast, we're, look, let's just be honest again. I think it's always kind of good to be up front. This is another daytime podcast. We have daytime vibes right now. Yeah. yeah Energy. Sunlight. Yeah. We're recording this before we, we have recorded our... Uh, uh, goatee conversations our awards conversations all the easy allies awards uh and so that's happening later tonight that may be ours that may be stressful we don't know yet and outside of the the, streaming the goatees and that being a long exhausting thing Mm -hmm. i'm excited about doing the podcast beforehand for once so that people can give their all for the stream knowing that like the moment that stream stops i'm out i'm gone i'm going straight to my car and i'm gone yes uh because so i'm excited about that we got a, a a good business meeting coming up on thursday so if there's like any business we can deal with that later in the week the only business we got to deal with Figuring out what's the best game. We're of burning all our fuel Gotta leave tonight. Leave it all on the field. Yes, yeah. leave it all on the field. I love that, <laughs> Michael Damiani. What is your goal this week? My goal is to absolutely not mention anything related to Persona Five, or even say Persona Five. Whoa. Why? <clears throat> oh, because Goaty talk happening later tonight. I got it. He doesn't want to ruffle any feathers before it's it. necessary. Okay, Whoa. Michael Huber. What is your goal this week? This week. <laughs> what is your goal for this week's podcast? My goal until they announce Resident Evil 2 Remake is to not think about Resident Evil 2 Remake. Okay, that's a good goal. <laughs> and at least it will keep you focused for mm-hmm. the entirety of this podcast. Yes. Brandon Jones, what is your goal this week? Uh, I will. I will want to try to award one of you throughout the podcast with a simple, nice. <laughs> but that will be my award to you to recognize your work throughout the podcast. Hmm. Much like we are recognizing... The games this evening. <laughs> Jones, that will be invisible. You're going to say nice, and I'm going to have no idea. I'm, I'm that not going to say it. I will, I will not say that at any other time than that moment. And that was, that's it. That's a little little thing from me to you. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, my goal this week is to award one of you <laughs> with a giant wahoo. Yeah. Wow, awards going out today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like was, was Jones just handing out awards right now. Like he's the yeah. big boss. What gonna, is that I'm about? I'm gonna hand out a Bodie. Yeah. What's the Bodie? Bossman of the year. <laughs> Name the best the moments. From, no. Okay. Begin corrections music, please. <clears throat> Atlas is owned by Sega. We know that, but we forgot that. Bloodworth defended himself. He said, like, well, there's a lot of different staffs, and really they're kind of two different. Co- no, I think we all. Th- if. If you were a cosmic magician and you asked me, what is the dream team for uh, the two podcast people to not forget that Sega owns Atlas? Yeah. 
yeah. who would you pick? And I'd be like, okay, well, I'd pick Ben. I'd pick Ben for sure. Yep, ben I guess I'd pick Bloodworth. Yep. Yeah, that's that would be my dream team, I guess. <laughs> we went through that whole podcast never mentioning that Sega owned Atlas. But I do want to bring up that you stated that it, the, the success of the company, that company having a good year in 2018, wasn't necessarily their bottom line only. It's not. It wasn't just how many, much money that they made. It's not. So to bring in the, well, they owned this company, so they would be making all the money that company made technically. I don't think disqualifies. No, but it. Atlas's successes are Sega's successes now. If we don't know, if we don't, if not, if the four of us at this table did not remember that, are that's they, on us. Yeah, are it's they? on What's us. Crazy? That is absolutely on us. It's because I, I think it's their fault. I thought Ben would. I thought Ben would have nailed it because the Persona Five costume is in Sonic Forces. Sonic Forces. How could you? How could anyone possibly forget that? You know, sometimes you're sometimes you're that in the connection. zone. You're in the podcast zone. You forget about things like that. Yeah. If someone said, "Doesn't Sega own Atlas?" I would have been like, "Yes, of course they do." Yeah. But you know, you just forget sometimes. Sometimes we're dumb. You just forget. Uh, oh, I did some math wrong in the speedrun game we played last week. Uh, I awarded uh, Jones a point that Bloodworth should have had, oh. Ooh. and it should have been a tie. Ah. However, we cannot reverse a call. No. Okay. You can't do yeah. it. Yeah. yeah you just like correcting on the games, too. Yeah. We can't just do like, it. Just like WWE. Yeah. The referee's <sighs> call <laughs> is final. The ref's call was final. Done. So it, it'll the be bell rings. It's always on the panel to check my The back. ruling on the field was stands. It wasn't confirmed, yes. yeah. but it was stands. Mm-hmm. Top tier botch on WWE last night. The Whoa. ref counted. He lost count. So he counted one, two, three, pin, but they just kept going because he wasn't supposed to count three right there. Botchamania. So he went one, two, three, huh, and like on the fourth one, but he'd already counted three. <laughs> and they just kept going? They just kept going, and the, the the commentators tried to like cover it up. It was pretty funny. How do you cover up a ref? He's like, oh, the ref was out of place there. He wasn't out of place. Exactly. He was just counting three. Exactly. <laughs> he was just doing his job. Yeah, he said he was out of place. He was like, no, he was in place. That makes me mad. Uh, I mean, that makes me happy, though, because for all the mistakes we make, you know, if they, they, you yeah, know wrestling yeah. guy counting to three is like, ah, threw me off. You're right, you know, yeah. like, okay. I don't know if I'll ever do well, anything human. that, yeah, that bad, right? Yeah. Maybe someday I'll have that. that it's like I can't name all ones. other eight allies without forgetting one every yeah. time. Uh, we talked about the speed run for any percent glitchless in Pokemon. And it was like an hour and a half. And we all said, well, there's no way you're getting all eight badges and go through League of Four and fighting that Snorlax. You absolutely do. Wow. In any percent glitchless, even though it's an hour and a half, you still get all eight badges, you still do League of Four, and you still fight that Snorlax. Wow. How's that possible? It's, I had to watch it to see how it's possible. It's crazy. It is wow. pure optimization and luck. Min max. That's the kind of thing about like Pokemon uh, speedruns is just like, don't get critted too much. I don't know. Yeah. But I, one of my favorite things, accomplishments I've ever achieved in a video game is the cheat you need to do on facility in GoldenEye on 007 difficulty. And to get all the cheats, you have to do a certain time on a certain level on a certain difficulty. So some of them are easy. Yeah. Like, you know, Donkey Kong, big arms and big head or the big head mode, baby. But like that one was brutal. That one was like invincibility or invisibility. It was something choice. Yeah. And the the time is entirely based on luck because there's a random guy that you got to grab and there's one spot he could be in for you to even come close to making that time. How deep is and he if he's into not the mission? Deep. Oh, and, but it's yeah. like a minute 15. So it's like, not, you know, it doesn't okay. take that long once you do it. But like, if it's your 20th attempt, you're like, oh, he's finally there and I didn't get damaged enough and I just didn't, you know. But like, oh, I remember I did that more than once because I love to restart a save in Goldeneye. I remember being like, oh, but I, I don't want to get that cheat again. That was brutal. 
All the achievements. I like that game a lot. <laughs> so you'd unlock all the cheats and then go, let's do it. You'd prestige. Yeah. You're Jeez. prestiging. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Whoa, Charles. Yeah. And, and by the time Call of Duty Modern Warfare came around, I was like, eh, I'm just, you know, I don't have prestige here. <laughs> yeah. It's different. Different kind of prestige. Okay. Uh, we all know I love to start podcasts with game announcements. And uh, we did finally have our Nintendo Direct last week. So, of course, we have many game announcements to talk about, right? Phantom Direct happened. Yeah. We have two game announcements from Nintendo. Uh, we actually have three. We'll get to the third, but it was not part of that Nintendo Direct, strangely enough, because it was a Nintendo Direct Mini, labeled as such by them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's a mini Nintendo Direct. Um, ooh, you know what? Actually, before we get to our news, I do want to address something that I put outside of corrections, but is worth acknowledging. We'll get to that. Uh, I, I always like comments for calling us out when we're out of place. You know, We got a lot of comments last week for defending EA's matchmaking. Uh, basically, uh, what needed, what the, the stance that I was taking, uh, and I think a lot of the panel was taking is like, if you're having more fun with them force forcefully mismatching the teams, basically Damiani Huber to catch you up and audience if you missed the episode last week, EA is forcing, uh, some people to lose if they win two in a row, forcing some people to win if they lose two in a row, uh, to For keep what game? Oh, uh, I think Battlefront, but it was like, this is EA's policy. Okay, okay. Um, and so maybe it's involved with sports as well. Okay. Um, but the thing is, uh, we said, yeah, it's more fun. They just do that to make you more engaged and having a better time. The analogy that a lot of comments made quickly and that really made sense to me is just with like sports. You know what I mean? Like sports are unfair. And while rules are in place and divisions are in place to keep things equal, it's never just like the next time we just put this team at a disadvantage so that it's like closer. You know what I mean? Uh, and so that I got that. I get that like everybody isn't trying to have a goofy time with Mario Kart when they're playing online multiplayer games. And that's the analogy. That's the frame of reference I had. I'm like, right. what? There's there's blue shells in Mario Kart. Why is anybody complaining? But I I get it. I get that you want the fairest match possible. You want to you want to compete. And for that reason, I get why EA's matchmaking sucks. Yeah, I think it's I think it's gross what they're doing. I'm sorry if like my opinions were misrepresented. I definitely took like the brand manager approach, but uh, I I see it difficult as like convincing EA that they're doing something wrong or getting that if you if you're don't have if you have a problem with how what they're doing now, communicating that to them, saying that loud and clear, a la something like Battlefront with uh, uh, the loot boxes or even Need for Speed or like other things that they have done, being frustrated they're shutting down studios and stuff. That's something that I I am happy to yell at that company and be like, stop doing that. Yeah. Whereas like this matchmaking thing, I think it's just here to stay. And so that's why I was kind of, you know, lukewarm on it because I'm like, ooh, they're just going to do this. I mean, this like, it sucks that they're doing it and it's, it's, uh, you, Just, you, you want people to, to have the best ideas, the best intentions when they're building those systems. But unlike a sports game where it's like all those players are on the field, it's their ball and we'll see what they do. If you're playing on other servers on code someone else wrote, you're completely powerless. Like you're, you're, you're totally at the whim of however they've set up that structure. We're not powerless, though. We learned it. We have a voice. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, I see that as a, a, a tough battle to win. So wait, do they go in and say like when you're not when all you're doing is is hearing from their perspective what their policies are and there's no way for you to actually crunch the numbers, actually look at their bottom line, actually see who won what for what reason and how that was connected to something. Even if you really wanted to do it, even if like a channel put 40 people on it and charted who won what and in what order, like you wouldn't really know at the end of the day if what they did affected it and how it, you know. So it's uh, so wait, they, do they add more like fumbles if I'm playing? No, no, not no, 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 it's matchmaking. It's all about matchmaking in teams. Yeah. And okay. so basically... So it'll just match you up against stronger people. Yeah. That's how you get better. 
<laughs> yes. That's kind of what we said, but it's, yeah. But the frustrating thing is that on top of that, on top of it being designed for you to lose, so you'll want to win more, uh, yeah. having the odds stacked against you, it's also kind of incorporated into microtransactions, mm. MTX. Uh, and so, like, <laughs> it's okay for them to want to make the game the most engaging for you, for you want to have the most fun. You don't want to win all day. You don't want to lose all day, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but it gets extra complicated when they want you to spend money. So you're sad you lost, so totally. you want to spend money to win the next time. Totally. That's I where think it- of uh, Hearthstone Arena. You know, you... you- pay some gold or even real money to get in mm-hmm. so you buy in and then you have to win 12 before you lose three but as you win more it matches you up with other people who've won more oh so yeah it's you know it's not entirely random it's like yo if you have nine wins or something you're obviously you're gonna fight someone else who has nine wins and so f- that, that's kind of from similar, reading through the comments another thing i actually liked a lot is uh, apparently overwatch kind of uh <clears throat> gives a, t- a, a number to your team where it's kind of like fighting games in that if this team wins, they'll get this many points. And if that team wins, they'll get, they'll get that many points. Overwatch knows that you, like what level your teams are at. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of like gives you points accordingly. Uh, a lot of comments said like, if they're just open about it, it's actually kind of interesting. If you're playing battlefront and it says you're on the underdog team, good mm-hmm. luck. You'll get this much rewards. If you win, yeah. that actually makes it kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Totally. Yeah. I always loved being, God, I haven't played in so long, but I've always loved over the years being on the losing team in battlefield because you just play differently. If you're on the losing team, if you're way down, it's like, I'm going to go, try to just disrupt their ranks and like try yes. to just kind of sneak in, you know, cause when you're on the winning team too, and you're steamrolling, you get complacent and you're just like, all right, we'll all just charge in and, and just mow them down and keep charging, charging, charging. So it definitely makes me play a little differently. And I do sometimes like being on the underdog. Yeah. Interesting topic though. Interesting topic. Absolutely. I'm sorry if we were short about it. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were short. We were frankly short and people let us know about it. So, uh, you know, I always appreciate that. Anyway, uh, back to Nintendo, <laughs> back to this Nintendo, uh, direct, Mini. Mini. We got two game announcements. First is the one I'm probably most excited about. Uh, Mario Tennis Aces. So, this is uh, this is a Switch game. This is a Mario Tennis Switch game. It's called Mario Tennis Aces. What was interesting about this is that it was heavily emphasized that this game has a story mode. Yes. Because I'll give you some details. This is from Camelot, who previously made Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. Huber, you reviewed that game. Yeah, I did. And you know what it didn't have? What did it not have? A story mode. <laughs> didn't even have a tournament mode. One of the lowest review scores I've ever given out. Yes. Mario Tennis, Game Trailers Days. What was uh, the score? Do you remember? Gosh, it was probably in like the four range. Four oh, wow. or five, okay. maybe. All right. So this was an incomplete game. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I feel like when you're dipping below five, there's something yeah. missing from no this game. No tournament. Yeah. No story. Yeah. Real bare bones basic controls just not a lot there and like so, that entire game could have been a mini game in a mario party <laughs> and so it's weird it's weird for any of us to be excited about the sequel to the direct sequel yeah as game explained pointed out it's the exact same stadium the one stadium that's in ultra smash <laughs> yeah. is the one that's in this trailer obviously oh. we expect many more stadiums within aces uh so it, it's kind of weird. It kind of looks like the game that Ultra Smash was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's uh, something they brag about is for the first time ever, they're wearing tennis-appropriate clothes. <laughs> Mario shorts. Yes. Uh, tennis shirts. Yeah, it's they're very big on costumes right now. Yeah, yeah. Big, Will, big on costumes. Will 
Mario be able to go shirtless in Mario Tennis? No. No. No? Yeah. No. Okay. Ooh, by the way, we got to make this public. Okay. Huber and I made an off-camera bet. Off-camera bet. On about Far Cry 5. Far Cry 5. Huber bet that Far Cry 5 will yes. have a Battle Royale mode. Yes. I bet that it won't. Before the end of 2018. Before the You're end right. of it was 2018. Before, before the end of 2018. The loser will be hunted. <laughs> the loser will be hunted. <laughs> what? We're going to buy a Nerf gun, and the loser oh. will be hunted by the Nerf gun. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I, do, I do enjoy the fact, though, of, of just, like, the neighborhood, you know? Because, like, you, you both have to... to arrive in this neighborhood yes. and hang out here in yeah. this location. So like I completely open up oh, the backyard and the front yard. We gotta find a place trees. where it's safe to shoot it basically. Yeah. yeah. There's some real yeah. sketch back alleys around here. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want to shoot it around? Well no because people will identify where Jones lives. We can't do that. You know we gotta go to a, a specific neighborhood where it's fine yeah. if people find out where that was. In the daytime or in the nighttime? We never specify. No. no. Never. Oh no. Nighttime no. hunt is no. very scary. Yeah, but your visions. You're gonna lose worse. your nerf darts. Unless you got yeah. night vision. Someone with an actual gun might shoot us. How like about it's not. Dusk? Don't do it. No, 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 no. Daytime, daytime, daytime. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> break into his apartment first thing in the morning. Uh, Damiani, what that leads me to believe, for them to emphasize story mode, it's almost as if they paid attention to reviews, paid attention to the response to Ultra Smash. Do you think that's what that is? Why they would say, "Here's this new tennis game, and it has a story mode that we care about." You're on an island. Your PD Piranha's a boss. I mean, I, I I would I think it's because of the the feedback that they got from the previous game. Uh, I I think that they're on a roll with the Switch, honestly, and the games that they're putting out. Like, I there were Yoshi Untitled Yoshi game because it still doesn't have a title. And, and, and Kirby Star uh, Star Allies. Uh, those games, I I would put like all these games in the same boat where early like their first reveal was a little. Hmm, not so sure about these games. Mm-hmm. These, these games kind of always come up every now and then with Nintendo. They, they, they use their big, they use big iconic characters in them, but they don't always seem to like resonate as well as like some of their other stuff. At least they don't seem to resonate as well as they could. They're not reason, yeah. realizing their potential. No, it's fair. Kirby's and not Mario Odyssey. The new Kirby game is not everything on that they've scale. put out and everything they put out in 2017 was just hitting that full potential. Just like even Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was like wow. You guys were right. Like we, we thought you might have been wrong, but you were completely right in putting this out. Yeah. And this game is still good. And the other the, the fixed battle mode was great. So yeah, that was another one. Mario Deluxe addressed the whole battle mode being completely trash in the original release, mm-hmm. and they just completely overhauled it. I think with the Aces, this is going to be yeah. Look at this camp. Look at this really lengthy, meaty campaign you're going to get in here mm-hmm. uh, with these boss <laughs> battles and stuff that are touting. You know, the, the, yeah, the PD Piranha there. And I know you mentioned earlier, like, oh, they showed off the, the default stadium that you'd seen before in the previous game. But as soon as they showed, like, the, the, the PD Piranha Battle Arena thing, I was like, whoa, look at this court. Yes. Like, look and at that's this. Corpse. Yeah. yeah, I was like, that's going to be pl- that's gonna be one of the ones in there. They yeah. should have. Yeah. You're in the forest with DK. That's a court. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I think they know what they're doing with this one. And they're going to go all out on this, on Aces, because, the like, Switch is doing well. This is going to. This is their time to like push this game and be like, hey, you know, we got it wrong last time. We're going to show you we can make it right. One of my favorite things of the Switch is undocked local co-op. <laughs> and Mario Tennis looks to be like the premier game the, in well, that situation. Prop up the kickstand. Prop up the kickstand. <laughs> two Joy-Cons, like oh, couple so buttons. Yeah, yeah. So perfect. 
that has been like most excited so, aspect of tennis. Uh, Jones, I want to talk. About, we all watched this trailer together. Uh, I want to talk about the moment in which you were suddenly a buy on this. <laughs> well, we got to go all the way back okay. to the eighties. Let's go back to the eighties, man. Whoa. When one of the first games I played on the Game Boy was Mario Tennis. Nice. Okay. And I didn't play Mario Tennis. I didn't play all the sports games on the NES. I was all about RPGs or, and adventure games and yeah. action games and so Contra and um, platformers and stuff. And like didn't play like didn't play golf, didn't play the sports stuff. It was just when I was like, oh man, I can have a golf game on the go. I can have a tennis game on the go. And uh, so it's exciting having this game also on the go and just seeing this, the, the evolution after so many years. Um, yeah, I think one of the mantras for me with the Switch has been franchises done right. That like yes. everything that's come back that like when we're, we're upset where it's like, oh, yeah, we haven't really seen any Pokemon news for the Switch. And it's like they can wait, you know, mm-hmm. like let's make sure that announcement's great. Yeah, that that's something we're like, oh, my God, we've been waiting for this forever. They're finally doing it. And just seeing like Prime 4 get announced and Odyssey being great and Zelda being great and uh, seeing like just any time they're like, OK, now it's time to bring this franchise back. And it doesn't mean they necessarily have to be powerhouses because like, yeah, the Yoshi game doesn't look like the best Yoshi game ever. And that looks like a pretty standard Kirby game. But it, we can tell, you know, you can kind of look at a game and see like, OK, I can kind of get a sense of how big this game is and, and what, a, what a commitment of time I'm going to want to make to this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what's exciting where it's like I, I can tell right away what this tennis game is going to be for me on this console. Yeah. How much time I'm going to spend with it, how satisfied I'm going to be, how much I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, definitely going to play some multiplayer. Would love if this made a group stream. But to me, Jones... The specific moment is when they went wide and they showed the world map and you just shook your head. <laughs> that seemed to me the moment where like, oh, Jones is going to play this. And it was for me, too, to be honest with you. I don't care about a regular old tennis game. But when you add this exploration, this I mean, there probably won't be exploration. When you add this world map, when you add these yeah. silly challenges, for some reason that makes it. It was the Petey Piranha mini game. Yes. Because yeah. then it's like, oh, here's another thing I can do with this game. It's yeah. like, you can probably unlock, I, I can just, yeah. unlock costumes and do all these mini games. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. I could get uh, um, excited about getting better at this game, and I could, you know, like you know, get a couple wins against my friends and climb up maybe a leaderboard somewhere, and like, if certainly have the, a campaign, even if it's not story based, if it's some kind of arcade mode where I can like finish it and get credits. Yeah, I'll be obsess about that. But it's like just having it, all these Nintendo games, all these Switch games, just having these fun little surprises. Splatoon's got tons of them. We're just like, oh, you did little discoveries out in the world. Yeah. And little modes. little Just something I can jump into Wario style. Have no idea what I'm doing for 30 seconds. Chuckle. Finish it and move on. You know, like those things are great. And I think Nintendo's gotten so good at them lately. Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's I wouldn't have led the podcast with that game. If not for that mode, I didn't even watch the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, saw exactly. the announcement. It's it was like, like tennis. tennis okay. bring, got it. You okay, know, got it. It's a franchise I've played before, so yeah. it's like a new one. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a little, little more than I was expecting. Yeah. Another new game that was announced is called SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy. Skip. <laughs> By the way, uh, uh, available this spring for Mario Tennis Aces. Uh, this is coming to Switch and PS4. This is coming summer 2018. Uh, I always find it's best for sometimes like this just for me to read their language. So this is what the game describes itself as. Play online or with friends as SNK's iconic heroines in the brand new 2v2 fighting game, SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy. Activate special moves with a single button and make use of special items to change the tide of battle. However, the fight isn't over until the moment you've chipped enough health away. Once the opponent is on the ropes, utilize your dream finish technique to win the match. So, why I read that whole thing is basically a simplified fighting game. When they say Oh yeah. When they say your special moves are so tied cool. to one button. Yeah. 
it, it's like one button inputs well, for everything, kind of, apparently. That kind of intrigues me, actually. Yes. Yeah, those, <laughs> are, those are just moves. <laughs> What's up? Those are just moves. Better flashy. I would it's call a special a move game. a one button. <laughs> you know, it's like no, no, no. It's, it's like, like finishers. Not special. So, no, no, like, <laughs> a, a special move is like a short you can jump. Yeah, like and fireball. so like just imagine not having to do any extra inputs for a special move. But it's kind of like the spinal tap with these go to eleven. It's like we'll just make the st- standard moves flashier, and then with it, if if a big bright thing happens, does that make a move special? What, no. what denotes a special move? Like the more damage that it does, or no, like no, the no. more? I think technically, Jones, a special move would be if it's a quarter circle motion, if it's like a Z motion, like any any some difficulty to get to. Or something it's hidden somewhere, or in some way, not hidden, but obviously because you can find it. But uh, like, re- requiring an input, basically, yeah. like a special move is. <laughs> this is really interesting to talk about fighting down forward lingo. low yeah, punch. No, like yeah, no exactly. Charges, like yeah, no, yeah. You're no earning input. Yes, exactly. And so the idea, maybe there's like cooldowns on them, like Rising Thunder. But yeah, it is. It you is know, strange. Wasn't there like a Mortal Kombat where they tied Sub Zero's freeze to like low kick for some reason? Am what? I making that up? <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna trust you on Sorry. this. I'm gonna trust you on this. You just maybe hit, it was like the puddle. Hit, actually, maybe you just this, hit like down forward. It's low like kick. Down, yeah. Right. Maybe that's the puddle. All right. I forget. I'm sorry. I'm rambling. Uh, this sounds the one button input. It's very analogous to when they did uh, Street Fighter Four. Get up on, in that mic, Damiani. Street Fighter Four on 3DS <laughs> with the the touchscreen input. You yes. could map four different like I think special moves. Right. Including like your ultra to just a button input, so you could just do that easily for people who had, like, you basically could touch three buttons to do a really complex, or decently complex combo, versus having to do, like, you know, reuse, like, sure you can input, so, you know, you're doing the forward, down, forward, or diagonal, to do sure you can, and focus cancel, like, double tap, yeah, like, all that crap, it's like, oh, now it's just like, boop, 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 Oh, how cool. It works. It like gives that like instant gratification to people who have a little bit of difficulty, like me, with uh oh, dire- definitely. directional input stuff yeah, in dude, fighting this, games. Spin I, like, kick, I'm not guile very spin good at that. kick yeah. is like forever. Can't do that. Like, My whole life I've struggled with that damn thing. <laughs> any full circle motion stuff, it's like how do I not jump up in the air? Everything that's like a full circle move in a fighting game, yes. I'm like, hey, I'm, like, jump in, I'm, like, I'm yeah. in the air. And like, how yeah. did you do that when I knew you could do fast stuff? I'm like I jump in the air when I do it. Like, how do you okay, hold block? And we have to. Oh wait, a, it's not a, Mortal Kombat. A double full circle for. The, the oh yeah, like Zangief stuff. Yeah, it's like yeah. double. I was like, wait, what? No, no, no. Then doing it in the air, like, oh, Ryu can jump in the air. Now do the circle then input, and you'll do like a hurricane kick across the screen in the air. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. This is too complicated for me. Uh, so I'm bad. The uncomfortable question I want to ask the panel. Oh. Is, this is a this is a game. All of its characters are women, except for the bad guy in the box. He's wearing a hood. Uh, he's he's the man, I guess. Uh, it's all all women. Heroines. Heroines, exactly. And at first, I thought this is a fighting game targeted at women. That's no. cool. And then I wondered, is this targeted at women? Damiani comes out no. with the hard no immediately. I really think this. I, I'm, here come the generalizations. Here they come. I feel like this game is aimed for a specific demographic in Japan. I feel like this game is going to sell very well in Japan, and they're going to be like, oh, look, it did, did well. Let's make more of these, and we're going to see a sequel to this at some point. We'll be like, here come SNK Heroines 2 or whatever, because they'll be like... That's what any game should want. What's wrong with it getting a sequel? There's nothing wrong if you're into that type of game, but... What what type of game are we talking about? I would rather have a full-fledged... I want... This where, is my question. Where what are type the, of game is Where this? are the full-fledged fighting games uh, coming to Switch that... Uh, like, where, where's Dragon Ball Fighters? Where is a new... Any kind of SNK game that's not one of their older ones that are also available through the, the Neo Geo mm-hmm. arcade thing that they have on there. 
Like, where is yeah? Where's Where's the city? Where's Dragon Ball Fighters? Where's probably gonna be anything that comes out later we're this Street year? Street Fighter. We're Soul Calibur Six. We're Soul Calibur Six. Yeah, we're Street Fighter Five. That's not even we're on Smash there. Smash Bros. Where's Marvel? Where's Marvel? Oh yeah, Smash Brothers hasn't even <laughs> yeah. announced yet. Yeah. But yeah, you gotta, like, you gotta wait for it. Yeah. I I, I get that. There is an audience for this. By the way, this is also on PlayStation Four. This is not just a Switch game. Oh, I know. I'm not saying I didn't okay. say just for Switch. I'm right. saying it's gonna it'll sell well probably on both systems. But I bet it sells be- better on Switch because Switch is doing better over in Japan mm-hmm. than PS4. Uh, I it just irks me that we don't get a full fledged fighting game from these companies. So here's the thing. Here's they they, they, they they someone in there. Then their offices was like, this game is a better choice to put on Switch and PlayStation 4. PlayStation 4 is still getting other fighting games, though. Yeah. They're just, uh, PS4 is like another system that's doing well, so might as well put it on there. It's not like taxing the system. But putting it on Switch, like, it was a calculated decision. But here's, and I'm like, Damiana, here's why? Here's what I think is not fair. Here's what I think is not fair is to not call it a full-fledged fighting game. It, what makes it not fully fledged? What makes it a half step? Effort? I guess fully fledged isn't right. I want like a more traditional What's, you fighting got, game. You got two people with two health bars. This is a traditional fighting I game. I want the core audience mainstream oh, fighting so game. Oh, so you want a game for boys. I get <laughs> no, what you're saying. No, it's not for boys. You want a game for I want men. the game that... You're mad they made I a game I want the game that they are going to give us that to put on the system. Yeah. That's we basically say, hey, we take your... Like, you, we care about your system a little bit more. Like, oh, your system's not good enough to have any of these... Like, you can't have Dragon Ball Fighters. You can't have Silver... You're a puny little Switch. Like, you, you get a whole run, new fighting game called SNK Heroines. So this the, is a the, new they, they make this. Game. And it's like, okay, some of you will be happy with that, but... I still think they're talking down to a lot of the like the the consumers with that. They're just like, hey, uh, you're never gonna get, uh, you're never gonna get Soul Calibur six. You're never gonna get. Uh, so you feel you're never you're never gonna get it. you're not gonna get King of Fighters fifteen or whatever the next one's gonna be. You're not getting that Switch. Sorry. All right. You're you're not you're not you're not in the like adult club. Hubert Damiani is. It's like it's my Yoshi argument. I love it. Oh yeah. I love seeing Damiani bring it out. I you know because he's dodging my question. <laughs> I'm not getting Animal Crossing because mm-hmm. it's a stupid Yoshi game. <laughs> is this game targeted at men or women? Uh, I mean, I want to believe both, but, like, I feel like dressing up the women in scantily clad outfits is targeted towards men. Uh, my brother lived in Japan for a long time. He's married to a Japanese woman. Um, I personally haven't read a lot of, like, Japanese books, my girlfriend has read a bunch and they're always like hypersexual and like i think that's just part of the culture is japan being more sexually okay with well things? the weird thing is that like in king of fighters those characters aren't wearing those bikinis mm-hmm. but in this game the heroines yeah. game so, suddenly they got little cow str- bikinis on strange choice that's the uh, weird, that's where a part where i'm like wait a second yeah is it called things, heroines in japan i wonder i wonder what the yeah. japanese title is like for something to s- sell me on a fighting game like i'm already so established to mortal Kombat, but like the first thing is obviously gonna be characters like oh that looks like a fun like uh street fighter 5 when they showed nikali it was like dude that's my kind of character i want to be nikali and like yeah. mess some people up as nikali mm-hmm. and it's like the i saw the heroines trailer and it's like nothing here is anything i want to be involved with yeah, I guess. just one nasty <laughs> just give us one nasty woman like a like a zombie or something just or like make a, her nasty yeah I, I don't know 
I, Kyle, so the, yeah. the, put it into better words, this game to me reeks of just being a fan service game. That's the it's question. N- it's is not, this a fan it is not game? the yes. characters who are presented like in this game who are from other SNK fighting, uh, fighting games, including King of Fighters. I feel like they're not treating the characters appropriately, like fairly. They're kind of like treating them like as kind of like a commodity in this to like sell because they're part of a fan, ser- like a fan service appeal. So it's almost like they're not taking it seriously, and it's kind of degrading uh, how it's being depicted like that. So why not like give like a traditional fighting game? Why do I have to see the, these characters dressed in like fan service outfits? Just give them cool looking normal and was, like, outfits big... that uh, that like are like more like neutral that can have a wider appeal. When you dress them so scantily like that, I get it. Appe- it doesn't just appeal to guys. It appeals to a bunch of different people. Yeah. They, like, let's not lie. Like, a lot of people find that attractive. And everybody but, likes playing dress But at the up. same time, you need yeah. to have other options. Like, there needs to be, like, neutral options for those you show characters. show a customization in there. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I, I saw there was some of that, but they're obviously... Focusing the- on dressing up the women the way you want to dress them up is the, is the message I got from the trailer. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, look what you can do. Yeah. You can dress them up any way you want. Oh, you're making it creepy now. Like that what but <laughs> that's the way, that, that is what the trailer spoke like, <laughs> like that's what I was told by watching the trailer. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like look what you can do with the these women. Like, like look how you can dress them up and control them. Well, that's like, the in fantasy. In seven, you can dress up any character in any weird way. There, any character is a key thing. Mm-hmm. This one, it, they're only doing it with female characters. So I think it's kind of sending a message with their w- w- what they're doing with that. And like to me, it's just like that's a complete like turnoff to me in terms of interest in that game. There's also vibe, man. Like yeah. I'm sure of all the campaign of Tekken Seven, there was one trailer in the midst there, maybe the sixth or seventh one that came out that was like, and now it's time to talk about all of our customization options. And you're like, oh look at that, you can change all the characters. Mm-hmm. This is the first trailer. <laughs> this is like the introduction of this game to the world. Mm-hmm. And this girl comes bounding out in a bikini. So you're like, all right, that's that's this is your poster. This is your vibe. This is, I will forever think about this yeah. fight I'm watching right now when yeah. I think about anything that has to do with this entire game. So after the fact, it's like, well, we really wanted to bring this fans. It's like, that has nothing to do with this gal in a bikini. Like, there's clearly some other note. You know, like, I'm really interested to see that uh, Kingdom Battle sheet for this. You know, what is what is uh, January for the in, marketing in, uh, in the, in the marketing yeah, yeah. arc the marketing timeline. of this gotcha. game? The timeline. Gotcha. Do they give a release date? <laughs> uh, Yeah, hold on. Summer? I wonder if this is going to be in any, in any other direct... Are they going to mention this game at E3 at They'll all? They'll mention this game at E3, absolutely. Okay. I'm we curious to see the no next trailer. Way, no way mention this at E3. Kyle, you're a madman. <laughs> we should no. mention that a uh, couple of things. Uh, one, the US and Japan had two completely different trailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Japanese mm-hmm. one being maybe coincidentally, maybe not, the one with the bikinis. Oh, nice. Uh, with the most bikinis. Uh, and then secondly, that apparently there will be no differences between the US and Japanese versions of the game. Yeah, there's no censorship yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. But I expect Nintendo to be behind it. <laughs> We're coming at him, the Japanese version. I, don't of the I mean, the SNK <laughs> name is big, especially with all yeah. the SNK. Until you sell it to us with a trailer not meant for our country. As I said, I, yeah. I think it will on the Switch version will probably sell well. This might be end. an aside. I wonder if the SNK games are selling very well on Switch, they just are. like all the indie games are. The Neo Geo Arcade mm-hmm. stuff yeah. is yeah. definitely selling oh, well. I love good. them. They're all yeah. eight bucks. You good. get infinite yeah. continues on any sweet old arcade game. They're so good, and so I wonder actually if they're seeing a huge return on those. I believe so. Yeah, it's cool. Oh yeah. Uh, before we stop talking about that direct, I want to talk about 
it as a whole. Uh, we'll get into the minutia, of course, on Friend Code, Damiani's Nintendo podcast. But I want to talk about uh, whether it was a good idea or bad idea to have this as a mini direct, to have this as something that wasn't announced the date, everybody's excited for it, live stream it, everybody's watching at the same time. The way this was snuck through uh, is tweets, it's live on YouTube right now. It's 15 minutes long. Go watch it when you can. Was that a good idea or a bad idea? For this level of direct for yeah. a mini i think it was totally fine uh mario tennis the biggest game not that big of a game but you know still a mario game has a legacy has been around since the 80s yeah uh i don't think it needed anything more than that and i think it actually helped the announcement because if they hyped it up it was like oh all we got is mario tennis then like you know there's backlash about that but if it's like hey th- this is you can go watch this it's like oh mario tennis what a nice little surprise yeah Jones, i do want to talk about this i want to talk about backlash for not enough hype because i think that is what what, and maybe it's the marketing teams fear the most these days. And yeah. that, it seems like Sony is scared of that. You see, you see a lot of people actively avoiding that. You yes. know, being like, here's exactly what we're doing. Here's yeah. when it's happening. And yeah. here's how exactly how excited you should be. And then they still got burned. Poor Sony. Uh, Sometimes, well, yeah. Maybe not poor Sony. But anyway, uh, I relate it to that. I relate it. And I think this this decision may have been motivated by a similar or even Feels directly. Like uh, do you think that's something we got to like... I don't know, Jones. I don't know what people should do going forward. Is that do they have to fear backlash of being not exciting enough? You just have to know how your audience receives things that you're excited about. So you yeah. really have to learn from past mistakes and not try to just completely just jump in the opposite direction, but kind of slowly move that needle toward okay, well maybe we should be you know has spent less time between we announce it and when it actually happens would there um, have been backlash if they announced it will be on thursday i don't think there time. would have been backlash if they would have given us like a day yeah <laughs> just the day before be like it's tomorrow like mm-hmm. oh okay we don't even know what time it is yet but we know something's gonna happen tomorrow like i, I think it, they still could have dropped you know instead uh, they tennis just, and they just and, had and chibi robo something else. like yeah. where yeah. they said tomorrow yeah being know? mysterious about yeah. it is the, if you're trying to like mitigate hype don't be mysterious stop the night before my mind would be going to all sorts of places i would have been like but if they were very clear like, like they called it a mini which is kind of a bummer they have to like i, I wish i could just be a direct every time and there are small ones and big ones yeah. but if they specified it's coming tomorrow we're going to be announcing two new games you know and like oh, I like oh, okay. this, Jones. I like you know that. and like and and they're they're in franchises you guys might be familiar with you nice. know it's like oh okay you no know. that gets people excited then don't it do that. Like, sure. Castlevania yeah, yeah, yeah. Castlevania's yeah, yeah. coming don't but, do but something, something yeah. to note that like this is these are not this is not the direct you're looking for you know yes. like I think there's a way to, there's the lane that language exists and it's exciting to see Sony and, and Nintendo and uh, I'm sure in some ways Microsoft you know explore that about like okay we want to get because you, you you hear Microsoft talk about the X one Xbox One X and there's nothing there's no greater achievement mankind has ever made like like going to the moon pfft you know, like you got to check out time. the, you know, yeah. the 4K on this new system. And so it's, it, it's nice to, you know, there's sometimes obviously you want to be like, this is just the best thing ever, AKA EA 24 seven, just like, <laughs> we're the best. This is the best. Nothing's yeah. going wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and seeing kind of being like, okay, we can do smaller things and that's fine. We can release smaller games. Like I was saying, like with aces, like this doesn't need to be as good as these other incredible games, just as long as I know the price matches and I know what I'm, I'm buying when I get into it. You know who manages hype really well, Damiani? Hmm. Square Enix. No. no, Kingdom Hearts. What? Kingdom no. Hearts are just no. like it's not going to be here. No. <laughs> oh, you don't right. be excited. They've been done. They've uh, so many times. Yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy VII won't be here. Yes, 
Just yeah. straight up. They've said that you won't see it until 2018. Yeah. Don't uh, even worry about perfect. it. Perfect. I like how they're they do that. Perfect. No, they're on the other end of the spectrum at this point. <laughs> they're not like, that. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Those, <laughs> are Those are facts. Final Fantasy VII has not been seen in forever, the but remake. And it's, 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 like, it's like at an all-time low. People are like... But they told us no, not to expect people it. Are like, it's like canceled, like, people are like, it's canceled or something at this point. Like, where, where is it? Like, that is... They've that, said no. They, they they mismanage how they have handled like Yo, Resident Evil Two mismanages. Wait, what? Resident Evil huh? Two remake. They they don't say anything. I'll, We're in the dark, you know. Whereas something like Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts, yes. uh, they at least say, yeah, don't, don't expect, expect it. it. Yeah, I love like that Resident show. Evil Two is like, could, is this the day? Yeah. Is this the day? Yeah. Like, you know, I think that first gameplay right after the tangent. I think that first gameplay right after the announcement of Seven Remake was a mistake. I think to come out so soon, it was like the oh, PSX the after E3. Yes. Like what? Yeah, like, I'm watching this game being played right now. Yeah, yeah. and then. Yeah, this is you know like <laughs> what? that kind of that just kind of wait, just wait. another year, a couple months, something. I think that's why Nintendo had to do what they did. So I don't like personally. I don't like that they shadow dropped it. It makes my job harder when yes. they do stuff like that. Uh, I, I'm sure other outlets can adapt, and like it's not the end of the world. But when we have shoot schedules and stuff, like I was actually pretty pretty annoyed at Nintendo. I was like, can you please just give us like some kind of heads up? Like you don't even have to say what it is or anything. Just say like. They'll, there's going to be something tomorrow. Just tune in. Like Anything they say is going to be blown out of proportion, and this is the second part of the problem, like, when I talk about rumor shit, like, rumor mill stuff has, like, blown everything out of proportion when it comes to Nintendo specifically, that there was so much said about the supposed Direct ahead of time, mm-hmm. rumors that it's going to have, it's going to be bigger than that old January Direct, which had, like, E3 levels of megatons in it and stuff, and that's, like, the, and everyone took it as fact. I was like, this is happening on January 11th. It's going to happen. We're going to have this major direct that's going to happen with all these announcements. And everyone's running with this fact. What the hell is Nintendo supposed to do at that point? They're like, holy crap. Like, anything we do is going to suck. So I think shadow dropping was the best yeah. I can do and calling it a mini direct. It's like, out of nowhere. So you're caught by surprise. Yeah. Then it says mini. So you're like, oh, okay. It's not going to have that big of announcements. You go in there. I thought it was pretty good what they had in it. Yes. And I was like, oh. You probably, mo- at least I, left feeling kind of satisfied after. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I got updates on some decent stuff through the next few months. So I don't, like, I know Switch is going to have a dry spell with software. Like, they, they answered that question of mine. Like, what do they have coming out in the next few months? It's a little dry. It's a little dry. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> a, little dry, a little dry. Here's something, though, that <laughs> is crazy to me that is still not addressed. We got a ticking clock now. We got a timeline, Nintendo. Hmm. When are you going to talk about online? This is a crazy... You launched a console without your your online service. <laughs> it, we now have it. It's free. It won't be free forever. This was meant to be a free trial until they figured out last fall yeah. how to make this something that we could pay for. It's a bummer. We still have I, I, um, only question marks about this. Go ahead, Hebrew. I just saw a new recent, couple days ago, article about Netflix... Mm-hmm. Still, they're talking about it. It's still on the table, was the quote, or like on, you know, it's still a possibility. It should have been Netflix. And yeah. it's like, I just went out of town for the holidays, and the only thing you can really bring is your Switch. So I had my Switch, and I had, you know, like Mario and Rabbids, and a couple games on there. But when I was like getting ready to go to bed, it's like, man, like portable Netflix on this right now would be so clutch. It'd be so fun. You know, because I'm not in the mood to really, like, dive into a game. I would love to just watch something. So, for me, Netflix is, like, on the same level of Virtual Console for what I want. Yeah. I hear him. 
And it's just crazy. It's crazy they brought in DNA. They brought in this company to help them with their online infrastructure. They, they planned for this. They tried to curb this from happening. Mm-hmm. And instead, it's just gotten worse. It's, 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 if it's a year after launch, if it's still March and they haven't had a little peep about what their online service is, mm-hmm. I think that's, like, bad. Glass half full. Hopefully, they're just building it up. Building it up, and they're going to knock it out of the park. That's, when we finally get online yeah. service... It's gonna be on point with Xbox Live, like saying, just PSN. Take your time. Yeah, just. I think. I think so. I, I think that was maybe on a list where they. I, I, I like to imagine that they had a bunch of priorities when the Switch launched, and there was one avenue they could take if it was very successful, which it was, and one avenue they could take if things did not work out well and they reprioritize. Okay, yeah. How can we? Like the Wii U had to get people interested yeah. in this thing. I think online yeah. might have been one of those. Where like, okay, if if the if the library that we have is not a sell if the if they don't like the way it holds if it all the everyone's breaks you know if there's just something technically wrong about the system that people don't like what else what other value can we bring to it and uh i i don't think i think people would enjoy having the online i don't know if i just don't know a lot of people at this point that that don't own a switch that like when that gets announced or all of a sudden be like all right now i'm buying one all right yeah jones i think this is what i didn't vocalize well is they're giving us a free demo right now. It's, it's free to play online yeah, games right now. Like, no Eventually, they're going to charge us. And I wonder how long you can give it away for free until it's not a free trial anymore. Mm-hmm. And then essentially, you're, you're going to start charging people for what was free. Mm-hmm. That's what's crazy to me. But it's super... There's like levels, right? There's like... So there's going to be one level. It was relatively cheap. I think it was 20 a year. 20 for a year. Um, okay. uh, Still 20 bucks, though. Uh, versus free yeah and and obviously people are screaming at me in the comments right now like you'll get bonuses you'll get that free nes yeah. game of whatever a month or whatever like that uh there'll be additional things mm-hmm. but to play online you will in the future need to pay that 20 dollars a year whereas right now it's free i don't think you can give it away for free for a year and then say like okay it's money now there should be a loyalty program i've been saying this for like 10 years with nintendo maybe that's the solution you know yeah. like reward the people that have switch now by giving them or like you can if you you go on your switch and you can like type in something and register and then you've had it for so long like when online finally comes out it's like all right give these people you know three months free as opposed to like one month i like it yeah something that's a solution i like that just easy and i want to talk about the game announcement that took place outside of this nintendo direct mini detective pikachu (laughs) detective pikachu that amiibo (laughs) Not a game announcement. We knew this game was coming. No. Right? Uh, so here's what happened, Jones. That's great. It's great. That confusion is totally justified. So here's what happened. Uh, it was 2016, early 20th. It was February 2016 when Detective Pikachu Episode 1 came out in Japan. Download only. It was not a cart you could buy. It was just like a download only game. And we're like, okay, that's obviously coming here soon. Legendary Lockdown, those movie rights. Obviously, they're going to. And then just silence. Nothing. 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 No promise of a Western release. Nothing. Uh, and then, so yeah, this sudden announcement of episode two for Japan. And uh, in the US, episodes one and two will be in one cart called Detective Pikachu. No subtitle. Just That's what it is. Detective Pikachu will include episodes one and two of uh, the. Detective Pikachu saga with a uh, King Kong sized amiibo. Yes, uh, double is like ha- he's like twice the height, it, and it is Detective. It's, it's Pikachu with his cap. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, why you should be excited about a Detective Pikachu game is he speaks 
He's got a gruff detective voice. He loves coffee. That's the one thing they love to stress about him because he can't smoke or drink, so he just loves coffee. <laughs> so they're like, that's that's the edgiest. He's he not gets. armed. You know, yeah, they gotta have something. Yeah, they gotta have something. So he's, oh yeah, I just love this coffee. Yes. And so yeah, it's like a little gruff Pikachu who can speak. You go out and solve mysteries. He helps you like find clues and things like that. Um, and it's a story. It's a story-driven Pokemon it's on game. 3DS. Uh, 3DS. Thank okay. you. I should have mentioned that first and foremost. It is not on Switch. That's a 3DS game. Can we um, expect a port one day? You Switch can. port. Yeah. Sure. If Ryan Reynolds is going to be the yeah, voice of Detective Pikachu, yeah. yeah, like it's going to be on the Switch. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, what other details should I add to that? I, I oh, Creatures Inc. is the developer, which is pretty interesting. They make the Pokemon games, and so this is maybe the biggest profile non. Uh, mainline Pokemon game they've made in, I think, a long time. I just want to give a shout-out to Amiibos, because I'm not a big Amiibo guy, right? Hear me okay, out. Okay, shout-out to Amiibo. Here I'm we go. not... I don't really... I have, like, a Bowser one and a Toad one. That's it. I don't mm -hmm. collect these things. Yeah. <laughs> they keep coming out with unique-style Amiibo. Yeah. And that excites me. Like, this Detective Pikachu, I'm waiting for the game... That just has really cool inserts, like Super Smash. Like, what is gonna happen in Smash when you put Detective Pikachu? Oh, you're getting that cap, you buddy. know? You're getting that cap and the voice too. The cap, or like even yeah. the character himself. Yeah. Like, so many possibilities with all these wild amiibos, like all the Zelda amiibos. Like, there's Smash, so many. Look at him taunt. He he like knocks opponent out. He just like takes out <laughs> a little cup of coffee. Yes. <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> serious. Like the just the. The variety, I guess. Yeah. Whereas, like, last gen, it was just all the basic, like, the Mario, Peach, Luigi. Now it just feels like there's so much variety that yeah. there's, like, well, like the back a game end, yeah. waiting to be, take advantage of all Before these. it was like, this game's not even in stores. Go out and buy 40 of these things. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, well, we're getting actually into the sequel now of the game that we created this for. What's it going to do? You own it. What's it going to do now? So it's like, okay, well, now there actually is some 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 pre-purchased value yeah you know i, I think forward. costumes would be great i i think it works really well in super mario maker where yeah. basically any amiibo you drop in you can play as that character in a mario level so cool yeah and so i think like costumes and smash would be great yeah it would be a lot of work it'd be an extensive effort but yeah that'd be so cool if any game should take advantage it should be smash it should be smash um animal crossing animal crossing, and yeah, animal crossing. Damiani, sure. what's in your mug <laughs> That's Butters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> From Stick of Truth. Oh, so he's like a fan Professor of... Chaos. That's not Professor Chaos. Actually, it's not. What is it? Yeah, this it's is, like some other crazy... Uh, actually, when did I get this one? When Stick of Truth came yeah, out. Yeah, but it's... Uh, I forget. What do you mean you forget? Wow. I forget now. You got it when it, when Stick of Truth came out. Technically, Damiani yeah. does not know what's in his yeah, mug. I don't know what's yeah, in mug. this stuff just appears in his he mug. He pulled out an item yeah. that's yeah, totally yeah. alien to him. Yeah, it's, it's fair. Yeah, it's fair. He's not responsible for knowing what's going to be in his mug. But it's Butters. It doesn't look yeah. like Butters knows either. Yeah, Butters doesn't know either. Butters is kind of confused at the moment. Oh, and he looks like some kind of like. It was because of all the wizard. nitro. He was yeah, like... he looks like a wizard. Uh, this a game, wizard. Uh, Detective Pikachu, coming out March 23rd. March and uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, we talked many Everything times. Reggie said, "Hey, there's gonna be lots of new 3DS games. We're still gonna keep supporting that throughout 2018." And I'm like, Psh, "Come on!" And there it is. Boom. Detective Pikachu. Has Reynolds recorded his performance yet? You know, is he feeling outclassed by this other <laughs> Pikachu actor or something? Is he gonna? Like, oh, is Ryan Reynolds gonna sound like him? Is, is Ryan Reynolds gonna be doing an impersonation of this guy doing an impersonation <laughs> of the Japanese Detective Pikachu? 
No, I'm going to say he's not listening. Or is he just going to bring his I'm own gonna thing? I'm going to say, yeah, he's, he's like bringing his own thing. Do you think he auditioned, Jones? Sure. Oh, yeah, I think he read for that. I don't think they just blanket, yeah. With Ryan Reynolds, you don't, he like, probably you don't make read. him audition. Short it's list. Ryan Reynolds. He was on the short list. He was on yeah, the short he's, list. Yeah, he was like yeah, pinned for the role, basically, where they're like, upon liking your stuff. But yeah. I'm sure, the you Amiibo know. And Lost, Especially for the, 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 the difference in culture for like one company, one country hiring an actor from another country to do something. And I think, yeah, there had to be some kind of, oh, that's what it sounds like. Okay. I don't know, Jones. I kind of think that... and. Sorry, this is just conjecture. I almost feel like Nintendo's letting Legendary do what they want. Just the way they speak about their partnerships going forward, where they see value in letting the teams run with, like, Mario vs. Plus Rabbids. They're just like, yeah, go nuts. Do what you want because we, we trust you. And then Ubisoft proved that it was worth giving them that trust. Um, I think they've been burned in the past giving their trust to other companies, third parties. But now I think that they've found partnerships they can trust in. I think they're letting Legendary Pictures do what they want. Yeah. Well, like when when Toy Story hired Tom Hanks to be Woody, like he still came in and read. Like he, they weren't just like, all right, right, you know, we give give there's the paycheck, let's start working. They're like, no, we want to hear. They did like tests with other movies he was in, and so you know, really? so like, okay, uh, yeah, that's what that is what they there was did. Still like it? a yeah. conversation that happened before like the first day they showed up to to record voiceover. I imagine. With, just I feel Reynolds, I feel like but, some actors like I don't audition. Sure. Uh, Mark uh, Wahlberg. No, infamously, um, doesn't audition. Uh, uh, Christopher Guest does not audition. Oh, uh, the from Spinal Tap. Who's, he hasn't been in a ton of movies. He should he audition, just, dude. He just he just does his friends' movies. He's just like, oh, okay, you okay know, like, cool. He was in a, a few good men, like Rob Reiner's his friends. He's like, yeah. right, came over into the movie. Um, and Bill Murray, more. infamously, I think it's like a hotline that you have to call and leave a message. Yeah. And if he wants to call you back, I'll call you back. Yeah, because oh. <laughs> he's Bill Murray. Zombie. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Detective Pikachu. We should wrap up. That, that's just I'm excited about it. I think that's a it's a cool thing to do with a Pokemon franchise that isn't annoying, and so it, it's it's weird for them to take such a twist on it. Because I know so little about that, I could yeah. see you hating that too. I could say, oh, don't get me started on Detective Pikachu. I don't know. I don't have a lot of purchase there. Uh, it's important. It's non-canon. You know what I mean? It's its own world. Sure. You know, there's still many other Pokemon who can't. Is it in like New York or something, or is it just in like some weird Pokemon? It's in city? a made-up town. Ooh, I can't remember the name of the city. <clears throat> Very, like, Disney look. It reminds me of Kingdom Hearts, the way the, the humans look. It looks like a back lot. It looks like kind of a fake city. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 3DS, Jones. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure, you oh. that? Oh. Sounds like it's podcast halftime! 3DS, Jones. 3DS. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of January. Elphanis. Ikeelis. Since 2002, iKeyless has specialized in replacement automotive keys and remotes. They can save you up to 75% off of dealerships' prices. Visit their updated website at iKeyless.com and use promo code EZA at checkout for free shipping and an additional 17% off of your order. That deal's been running for a long time. Thank you, iKeyless. Sweet Justice, a sound design company based in England that's worked on Battlefield, Mirror's Edge, Injustice 2, Call of Duty, Cuphead, and a load of indies. Check out their website at www.sweetjustice.audio. Brent Klaus. Brent Klaus is a 2D animator and illustrator specializing in motion graphics and art direction. He produces animated content for brands using bold colors, fun character animation, and will sneak in a video game reference wherever he can. You can find him and his work on Twitter at Brent Klaus. Carlos X360. Founded in 2006, established as a company in 2010, currently Carlos X360 is a global network of blogs and forums. The end goal is to become a game publisher developer. 
The network consists of many subjects, including Call of Duty, Destiny, Battlefront, Devil May Cry, and Nintendo Switch. Join Carlos in discussing all things video games. If you're an investor, get in touch. Carlos is looking for around $50 million. Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure developed currently in development at Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information. Mango. Jojo Dentco, your friendly automotive dent repair expert. If you're currently an EZA patron and are in the Denver metropolitan area, tweet at Fastmower if you would like to have your minor door dings repaired free of charge. Hoglaw Business Law Firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Rick Hogue started Hogue Law to bring more than a decade of experience to companies like yours and is proud to support the Allies. Check him out at hoeglaw.com. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you. We got another game announcement that didn't make it in the first half of the podcast uh, called Scribblegots Showdown. Oh, really? Yeah, I wanted to. Yeah, exactly, Jones. I wanted to briefly talk about this. Showdown. It's funny because last week we were just talking about how WB Games has zero announcements for this year. We got one. There it is. Uh, Scribblenauts <clears throat> Showdown uh, coming to PlayStation 4, Switch, Xbox One. It's a party game version of Scribblenauts uh, featuring mini games, uh, card based mini games. Mm. That's coming March 6th. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Pay up for those cards. Both that's, the same that's, thing a, that's a better <laughs> angle. That's a better angle for that, I think. Yeah. The part like a. Uh, they focused on like multiplayer and kind of like mini game centric because I was thinking like oh another scribble knots like mm-hmm. I felt like after the first game was like hey that was cool yeah but they're gonna keep making sequels of this where you write a word and it turns into an object and oh nothing quite goes how you want it to I was like okay just... the charms like it's yeah. the novelty wore off anything else you got <laughs> yeah. like, what, what do you got next <laughs> so i do i think turning it into a party game is a good idea i yeah. wonder what card based is we don't get an indication of that at all in the trailer so yeah i'm, I'm curious to see how this plays it sounds like a mobile game but not it's not no yeah, yeah. we'll yeah, see it sounds like cards. the type in your type in the thing that you want on the phone you know because going like the, the d-pad boop, 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 to the different like letters like type the thing I want oh, John, and I'm assuming you're going to be typing it in front right? of the mm-hmm. other people so yeah. I'm seeing what you're typing or if it's mobile you know and like some situations going on and it's like what would you add to this situation be like oh Superman and like oh there he is so like there's a surprise when something player two <laughs> oh look at that I didn't know you were going to type in that how's that going to work yeah how annoying like you're just sitting there waiting for your friend who's just like A <laughs> yeah. T O yeah, M <laughs> space <laughs> B O M B. It is like I, I saw. Stop it! You know that is how annoying that would be. Jones, good What's point. That, how you spell crocodile? Come on. Uh, I wonder if uh, I wonder if that is what the card based is. Is maybe just you throw out a card instead of having to type out words, or maybe like in that way, then they can charge you. Yeah, for the cards. They're not charging us for cards. Guaranteed. Mebo's Guaranteed. The cards. Charge. No, they're not charging it. Wait, I, like I don't packs? even know if I've what's, ever seen a game reason, that gives though? you like, cards the... for free. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if that game exists, Kyle. <laughs> Woohoo! That's a good take, Hubert. Uh... <laughs> Somebody will correct that. It's out there. But why? Oh, why it why, is, why? but that's just a funny... T- I love was that. Party Game enough to bring this franchise back? Was that enough of a sell for them? To, yeah, the Scribblenauts, but a party game. Oh, here's your money. What's interesting... There's uh, got to be some kind of... Tr- 
sneaky thing. It's not even the original developers. Fifth Cell is apparently uh, I guess they still exist, but they haven't done a game in a super long time, so it's not even them. Yeah, it's just WB. Yeah, they said we got something here with the Scribblenauts license. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, that's kind of wait and see. There's not too much to discuss with that one. Uh, what there is much to discuss, and this is the thing I struggle with with podcasts constantly. You realize I, I love to talk about new games, and I don't often talk about remasters or re-releases. Uh, I don't know. It's a sense of sort of a policy, and I don't even know if that's worth a policy worth having. I don't know if that is just uninteresting to me or interesting to the audience as a whole. So we're playing a game called Produce the News. In this game, we're uh, we're news producers, and we're producing our, our <laughs> nightly news show. We have an A block, a B block, and a C block. You lead with your best news. And so we got three remasters to talk about, and we got to figure out which blocks we're going to slot them into. Which one's the biggest deal and which one's the least big of a deal? A, a repainted rank the significance with less aggression, maybe? Yes. A yeah. kinder, gentler rank the yeah. significance. Mm-hmm. I yeah. prefer. Produce the news. Here we go. Yes. So uh, Dark Souls Remaster was announced this week. Oh, yeah. So that is on PC, PlayStation 4, Switch, and Xbox One. That will cost $40. It's coming May 25th. Uh, it's going to have you know many new improvements. 4K and HDR on PS Pro. Watch yourself though, Huber. 100%. HDR has been like deconfirmed. PlayStation blog straight up said did they HDR okay. on the announcement of it. So this, and this is so confusing because this like, is where I'm coming. Vati Vidya is like, no, actually, it won't have HDR. Mm. And so there's it's been crazy. Mm. This, With there Souls, has, I would trust him, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. The the PlayStation blo- official blog said yeah. HDR. So I don't know. They are happily for Xbox One X and PlayStation Four Pro. They are happily saying it's going to be 4K. We'll figure out if it's what kind of 4k that actually is uh six players online uh is another thing they're touting as an yeah. improvement on this one because uh, it used to be three um, or four i think it used to be three max three, yeah 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 in dark souls yeah so yeah that's what's going on with uh dark souls remastered mm-hmm. and you can play it on the go so which would you switch. get would you get on switch or playstation 4 pro or xbox one x um, or pc where you like a lot of people already own it yeah for dark souls one i've already like beaten it all the DLCs on PlayStation, so I'd probably get Switch mm-hmm. uh, just to play it on the go, just to bring it here and like group up with everyone. That has me most excited. Uh, HDR, I, I'm an HDR enthusiast, but Dark Souls 2 is really the one that started to stand out with like lighting and stuff, the torch and all that. Dark Souls 1, I don't really remember any good crazy lighting. I'm sure there are moments of great, great lighting, but it's really in Dark Souls 2 where that technology started. I mean, you're always talking about HDR. And I love HDR. That's the only thing you talk the about. Scale, though, the scale, though. Yeah. Working on the Souls retrospective and doing that Dark yeah. Souls episode, the scale mm-hmm. of Dark Souls was the one thing I was like, oh my goodness. There were just environments I'd never seen before. Yeah. And stuff happening in them. But the free roaming bosses mm-hmm. just floating around. Yeah. You know, just these giant sized things. Was it and, Ceaseless Discharge? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I rem- the name sounds familiar, but yeah, mm-hmm. just uh, um, just some, some super epic stuff. And, I, and uh, as somebody who loves open world games, I wouldn't necessarily call any of the Souls games like open world but like connected worlds where I believe where I, I am. I can see things before I get there. I understand. I arrive at a place and it's like, all right, this was hard to get to. You know, when someone's like, you're going there. It's like, I see what they meant. You know, yeah. like that was hard to make that track. Just the idea of playing six deep all on switches next to each other in Dark Souls. That is insane. That's crazy. That is awesome. That is truly crazy. Like de- definitely getting the switch version for sure. The world ends with you. Final nice. remix. Yeah. Uh, it's coming in 2018 to the Switch. It is adding a new scenario with a new character 
who is apparently teased at the end of the iOS remaster of The World's Ends With You. Huh. I've known uh, Brad Ellis since first grade. Brad loves this game. Yeah. Loves it. I never got to play it. Handheld. You know how I am. Weird on handhelds. Second chance. Well, like more than other games? Why the first grade not? Why the... Oh, just because Brad is such an enthusiast of this game. He's been screaming from the rooftop. Compared to other games that he's spoken of since first grade. Absolutely. This one really stood out. It's it's kind of rare for Brad to come up to me and like grab me and be like, yo, this game. It's at least disproportionate. You grab him a lot more than he grabs you. Way more. Yes. The World Ends With You is one of those games that Brad all the time talked about how good it is. So you on the Switch? Definitely. 100%. Whoa. For Brad. What? For Brad. Oh, for Brad. Yeah. Yeah. One of his favorite games. Yeah, he's I don't know if it's one of his favorites, but he loves it. Yeah, so yeah, this game has had, I think you could call it a cult following because it isn't huge. It hasn't sold. No well. sequel, just kind of stands on its own. New yeah. IP, and uh, the dude's gonna be in Kingdom Hearts three, right? The dude is in Kingdom no. Hearts. Well, he's maybe in that's Drop a spoiler. Dream but, yeah, no, no, he's fine. in Dream Drop Distance. Okay, okay. Which Huber's about well, to I mean, play. Multiple yeah, yeah. Of oh. the characters are in there. Oh, neat! Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. it's really it's, it's nice. They look cool and they they, they fit in with the uh, the aesthetic. It's cool. Sweet. Um, you know what? It's not a spoiler. That was well advertised. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah. Okay. That, that is our second, uh, news item. Lastly, Assassin's Creed Rogue. <laughs> now, if you don't know what Assassin's Creed Rogue is, 2014 was an interesting year for Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. because that was a year in which we had a next gen Assassin's Creed and a current gen oh, Assassin's yeah. Creed. Uh, the next gen was Assassin's Creed Unity. And then Rogue was the one that was trapped on the PlayStation 3 and 360 mm-hmm. for about a year. And then uh, PC got this game as well, Assassin's Creed Rogue. Uh, this is the one I just remember, uh, Ice and Boats is the way they Ice and Boats, this. baby. Yeah, that's kind of how it was advertised. And not penguins. Penguin-looking things. Yes, we learned. Don't you yeah, dare those are not penguins. ever call them penguins. <laughs> ever. I really like Rogue. Rogue Sweet. Wait, for a year? So this, did this, But this never came out on PS4 or Never Xbox came out on PS4 or Xbox One, So no. for a year was the PC launch. Yes. Okay. Rogue's cool because it uh, is part of the Kenway trilogy, which I really, really appreciate. You see more of Haytham and, and that whole side of that. It's Hubert, it was so funny reading the description to this thing, and it's like, this is the story in which an assassin turns into a Templar. And I'm like, I can't care. That sounds so dumb to me. Like, just like, oh, the assassins are bad guys? It's like, yeah, yeah, let them be bad. Like, oh. Like, oh, Haytham, Haytham okay. Kenway, and Edward Kenway, though, yeah. are, like, I really like those characters. Okay. I think it's pretty interesting. Yep. Rogue had the unfortunate timing of coming out, you know, when Unity came out. Yeah. Uh, but it is the better game, for sure. Better Be- than between Unity. Unity and Rogue. 100%. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And it's short for an Assassin's Creed game, mm. as opposed to, like, 30 hours or 40 hours. I think you can get through Rogue in, like, 10 or 15. So this includes DLC and stuff, too. Huber, I, I was looking at the bullet points. It mentions New York City. How much of this game is in New York City? Uh, I think it's one of the hubs. Whoa. Yeah, one of the towns. That's so sick to me. Yeah. And developing, like, I love Gangs in New York. Is it that yeah. era, or yeah. is it, like, a little yeah, after that era? Think, yeah, Okay. Because yeah, yeah. it, it's, it's in the trilogy of Assassin's Creed 3... And four and rogue, those are all kind of tied in because it's all Kenway. Uh huh. Yeah. Then you get that little syndicate Easter egg in Assassin's Creed Syndicate. So cool. Love that stuff. Are you spoiling something? Uh. Well, just don't explain what. Yeah, Easter I'm not going to. I'm just not going to explain uh, anything. There's just some cool, like the way Assassin's Creed connects yeah. with the past stuff is really cool. It's just getting that present day stuff <laughs> together. 
they're like so close. Another thing they're yeah. advertising is that like you'll get origin skins. There's like an origin costume for them, and as well as like other stuff from future games that came oh, out. Cool. You can like go back cool. in there, uh, and that's oh, we I could not find a price for it. March twentieth is when it's coming out. They have not listed a price for it. I wonder if they're doing the math and figuring it out. Thirty maybe. Currently, 40? you can buy that game on Steam for twenty dollars. Yeah, I'd guess mm. like thirty or forty. Probably. So yeah, like I think you have to consider that because the Ezio trilogy forward. was sixty, right? But know. you got all three Ezio games. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I wonder. I, I wonder if you can launch that much higher than the mm. Steam price. It's tricky. All right, news producers. What's our A block? What's our B block? What's our C block? I think that's it. I think you did it in the, yeah, in the order. Yeah, I think of that order. Yeah. I agree, 100%. <laughs> You're the Thanks one who put in that rookie yeah, order. Yeah, in that rookie order. Thanks, news manager. It's so yeah. obvious. That's, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you. I, I, I haven't said anything about Rogue. Manager, jobber. This yeah, announcement easy. was going to happen. I mean, this is such an inevitable, like, yes, obvious you're announcement. Right. I thought it was so where I think Assassin's ago. Creed's got a little more of a name than the world ends with you. Like, it's a weird sentence. It's a game problem. You know, it's easy for people to forget or um, for maybe to look dated. You know, like, depends on how they advertise it or what they show. Um, but when Rogue came out, it was like, all right, well, we're getting PS4. But then they were silent about it for years. Yeah, but it was, I just we're gonna get back to it at some point. And yeah. and and they, I think it was this was like right before like Last of Us got remastered and like when the PS4 first came out. Yeah, and we started to get these cool games, you know, with like very clear hits of stuff that you know Grand Theft Auto Five and mm-hmm. uh, of stuff. So it was like we need this this gen. There's still people that have these new consoles and want to play this stuff. And it just seemed like a a get out of jail free card that yeah. Ubisoft was just well, waiting and on they already did the, the Ezio trilogy and mm. Liberation, so they've, they've done a bunch yeah. already. And I yeah, and I wonder. Well, it's interesting because they didn't know how Origins was going to sell, but it is a it, of the time since Rogue launched. This is probably the best time to announce a new Assassins. That's going to be high on Assassins for a console. I, like, yeah. We like it again. Yeah. I just agree with the order again because for Rogue, I don't see a ton of people that missed it going back to it i don't see people that have beaten it already like myself going back to it i have no reason to go back to that game whereas the world ends with you crowd so many people missed that i can easily see them going back to it one because of the kingdom hearts references two because it's a cult classic and people may not have played it but they know it's probably a good game and then I can also see people that have beaten that, like Brad and stuff, going back because it was on handheld. And now it's on full on. And you got that whole new. What's the deal with that new character? And you have new stuff. Exactly. What's that new character? Gonna so what? Be? What so, order? What do you want to shake out? No, the same. same. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Got it. So it's like I'm oh, tonight's you, broadcast. Of course, Rogue being anything higher than yeah third block. The yeah. world ends with you. Final remix has a new character. Mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Rogue finally on next gen consoles. But first, Dark Souls remaster was just a name. <laughs> like so that's how we're starting our, our news yeah, broadcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Dark Souls. You wouldn't even say Dark Souls Remaster, but you just say Dark Souls. Yeah. Dark Souls is coming. Yeah, we'll I can. right back. But first, Dark Souls. We'll be right back. <laughs> we produce the news. It is now time for Love and Respect. Love and Respect. Uh, okay, this one's good because I think I saw Damiani playing a little of this. Ooh. Hey guys, not really a question, but considering this week will be heavy with Nintendo news, you are right. I just thought it would be nice to specially mention, uh, it would be nice to special mention the delayed shutdown of Gravity Rush 2 servers, as fans came together in one last stand before the original shutdown date, just a feel-good story, one casual. Little bit of background, uh, it was meant to shut down, I believe, this week, mm-hmm. and because there was such a huge uh, uh, uprising on the fans, they were 
everybody poured back into the game and we're doing all the activities that you can do with the multiplayer. It was pushed back until uh, June of this year. I think basically six months. They extended the death of the online servers for this game. Clock's ticking. Clock's ticking. (laughs) But uh, that's kind of unusual. That's that's a cool thing. I guess that's why it's a feel-good story. Damiani, weren't you playing this? Sorry. Was it for co-op play? No, for for, for online. There's online challenges. Uh, You can do... uh, races score based challenges uh but also uh find these photos basically called treasure hunt and that's the one everyone's like kind of been doing a lot over the past few days you hide no there's okay but there's no other player in the game with you when no. you're playing no you can see and they gotta shut the servers down like a year after the game came out yeah, yeah it that's is why weird i wonder like how much how like asynchronous gameplay could really like be yeah that, that seems like a weird see, thing to be that taxing you that can you see can't. silhouettes of other characters other players characters in the game, uh, they like they were like blue, like ethereal looking. Um, but, it was, but, but it was only to show where they were or where they were around to go initiate the challenge or got it. start it. It wasn't to interact with them. Like, okay. oh, I'm gonna race you, like literally here in my world, not like that. And again, we should know this game only came out a year ago. Yep, yeah, last January. So, like, if it did shut down, that'd be like that's too soon. A year is too soon. Way a year and a, a year and a half is too soon. Way too soon. And so, I wonder if the game didn't sell well. I wonder if. It, didn't sell Get very up in that well. mic, Damiani. Tell me that again. I'm like right here. No, up in it. <laughs> no, I can't. Inches this away. We're, we're professional get. radio hosts. <laughs> I mean, this is as close as I can get. Okay, so uh, it didn't sell that well is what you just told me? Uh, I, 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 everyone keeps saying it didn't sell very well. Um, Such a bummer. There was a statement saying that there was probably... Basically, there was a statement that was said that if, as to the effect that this would probably be the last Gravity Rush. There probably will not be another one, which is pretty much said all you need to know about the sales of that game is that yeah, you're right. it didn't meet expectations or it didn't show enough potential. And it's kind of weird because the year before or year was it the year before or within a year of the release of Gravity Rush 2 was Gravity Rush Remastered mm-hmm. because the first one was, it was originally just months prior because it was originally it was really a PS Vita yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, it was originally a PS Vita game. Uh, Vita wasn't the greatest selling system to begin with. It's kind of like you know Wii U situation, kind of what they're doing with the Switch ports. Yeah. So like, hey, let's give this game another chance. Let's give it a real chance. It got a little buzz, and it was like a, it was actually a good remaster effort. Uh, it looked great on uh, on on PS4, yeah, and I think it got people more interested in like, all right, well the sequel is coming out, so we did all we could for this. Like, let's we expect to see it do well, and despite it reviewing pretty well, it I don't think it translated into the, the sales they were looking for, which is stinks because the team that made this for these games are called team gravity they had a different name before gravity rush they were team siren they made the siren games which Aww. are also really good games oh, they could go back but to making also, some siren games for a little but while those, fine. but those didn't yeah. sell well either despite you know people liking those games thinking they're pretty good so that team kind of can't catch a break right now yeah, so too bad. yeah it's a little disappointing um but yeah like how it makes me wonder how much money and resources are really being kind of like pooled away from any other projects that to keep up gravity rushes two servers when all they really were were leaderboards and sending like data packets for like i mean if i'm corporate though it's yeah oh yeah it's money it's money it it doesn't yeah it's money being spent shut it down yeah you know if you're not excited or or even like you know angry at a franchise like anything associated with it's gone so i think that's why we're excited that's what because like it's i know it's only a six month win but it is a win against corporate absolutely and they said it's kind of what i was talking about earlier with ea is like that's an example of something that you could you know rally the community behind and get changed 
mm. when we were talking about your multiplayer stuff, it's like I don't see them making an announcement about that or changing their policy. Or something. It's also like, good. Uh, it's good. It's good to notice to see examples of these things. Yeah. Of what's worth fighting for, because sometimes you know you, you hear that sentiment lately where people can gang up on somebody or or you know like some some people can be toxic towards you know publishers. And they're just like, no, no, slow down, slow down. Like I know you want to be adamant. I know you want to speak your mind, but you know be respectful and and understand. Pick your battles. Mm-hmm. And so like this is this is a good battle to win. It also seems like maybe more people will play it now after this headline. Yeah, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's maybe, more news. Like, maybe I, I think they did because they saw the the rush of people trying to get everything done in the last few days, thinking of the deadline. Because the other part of this, it's not just the online component that's going away. There are rewards called Dusty Tokens, um, which are only unlocked through the online challenges, through the treasure hunts. And once online goes away, you cannot accumulate any more tokens. What do you get with these tokens, Don? Uh, you get uh, talismans, which are like, you know, equip buffs, essentially, to your character. But two costumes were locked behind this as well. And, and there uh, was... N- stuff for your apartment as well. Furniture. Uh, oh, I love that. None stuff. of this yeah. was... They didn't announce, like, they planned to make this Do you DLC still live in the or put on the store. Too? What? I haven't played two yet. I just finished one, like, What'd you last ask? year. Do you live in the sewer Yes, again? you still do. Love that. Uh, well, so I'd cool. say, I mean, the, 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 the cold-hearted business approach is you don't say anything about that, and then you cancel the servers, and then you wait a month, and then you put those up on sale at the store. So the, yeah, like, well, I mean, that would have angered people more. That's the, yeah. that's the ice that, that would have been, <laughs> been the worst thing <laughs> they could have done. Sell you the dusty tokens. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like, absolutely. here, buy those dusty tokens. No, you're right, Jones. But, yeah, they could have reincorporated exactly. them, but into <laughs> the single player. That's why that Rogue Remaster was like, oof, okay, now, all right. <laughs> Inevitability, Jones. Sometimes you're a hard business, man, but I get it. All right, here's a game. Let's play a game. Hey, allies, I have a game for you. Your panel, can your panel guess which licensed property has more games? So, below. We did something similar to yeah, this I feel recently. Like we already yeah. played this. Wait, really? We did the something, name the franchise, name how many games are in the yeah. franchise. Yeah, but, uh, it was like Final Fantasy, and it was like four. You were here. Uh, Tom Young was here on that yeah. one. Oh, you're totally right. Because one of them was Final Fantasy, and I thought yes. it was 100, and it was like yes, yes, 60. Yes. Okay, so sorry. We'll, we'll get into it. This is a little different. These okay. these are all uh, outside of gaming franchises. Cool. So like the first one is going to be Star Wars versus Gundam. Cool. So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that's actually extremely similar, but yeah. it's got that interesting. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, got my answer preloaded on that one. I know you do. Um, I, I almost think you can name the number of Star Wars games. Uh, okay, so below I have listed multiple pairs of two IPs that your panelists have to guess which between them has received more games over the years. I'll include the number of games each has received over the years if you want to make it some kind of extra point potential uh, or just fun facts. Okay, so Star Wars versus Gundam. Jones, you're locked and loaded. Which one has more games? Star Wars destroys Gundam. I'd love it if Gundam beat Star Wars in some way. That would be remarkable. Mm-hmm. But I'm I I strongly believe it does not. Here, you got to guess. I'm gonna say Gundam. Damiani. Let's go with Gundam. Gundam wins with 252 games. 252. Yes, versus Star video Wars games. So in a ta- solitary franchise. There was a long 200. Where there were no Star Wars games. When did they start making Gundam games? Jones, like Gundam's from the 70s, man. Okay, it's I didn't know that. It's not a solitary franchise. <laughs> There's Gundam's all over the place, dude. Huge. And and but I have to assume video games specifically. Video games, so many yes. Japanese only games. Yeah, yeah. And oh, so that's it. I yeah, think yeah, you have to yeah, consider international. Like, yeah. Oh, seventy-five percent of that yeah, franchise yeah. is only released in Japan. I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Wow, love it. Great. I love being wrong. Oh, no. I love being shut out. <laughs> what do you think? How many Star Wars games are there? Oh, there's over hundred. Oh, I, I said it's I like one hundred eighty-six. Yeah. Probably one hundred ten, one hundred fifteen. Wow. So it is one hundred eighty-six on this list, but yeah. Oh, it says one eighty-six on. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
Dungeons and Dragons versus Dragon Ball. Video games? Yeah. So, Huber, you'll go first on this one. I'm going to say Dragon Ball. Damiani. Probably can't answer this. I was wondering if, like, some offshoots of Dungeons and Dragons count, like, do, like, Record of Lotus War. I'm going to say yeah. yes. I'm going to say yes because okay. it's close. This is okay. actually close. Oh, damn. Then Weird. Shit. <laughs> uh, I'll go with D&D then. Brandon Jones. Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball has 91. Dungeons and Dragons, 84. Because I think there was a slowdown with D&D. I remember looking at retro opportunities, things we were going to do, and I remember being like, oh, D&D would be great. And uh, we never did it because some of those games were just like near impossible to to get, you know, and they get working. Um, But also like notice like, wow, that just it fell off like around the the 80s and 90s of of having things that you would you would actually specifically classify that as Dungeons and Dragons. Like, isn't it like Neverwinter Nights? Isn't that Mm -hmm. Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. Yeah. Then the MMO Neverwinter. Oh, it's a good MMO. D&D had their own MMO for a while. One of the very early. Really? Yeah, they had no uh, the like the immediate turnoff for me was it was one of those where it's like the hub world y'all hang out, but then when you go into the big like Monster Hunter, when you go out to the big world, you're you know it's just you, it's you in this gigantic environment, and it's just you and you can't party up? characters. Oh, okay, but you like um, to mob, but you, you don't like bump me. into other parties like you would in Warcraft or Final Fantasy or something. Gotcha. Oh, this is good. Spider Man versus Batman. Damiana, you're first on this one. Hmm. Batman. Jones. Gotta vote Batman. Spider-Man. Even though I think it's right or wrong, but Spider-Man had a, got a glut of games. Spider-Man. Batman has yeah. 60 games. Oh, no. Spider-Man, 56. Oh, Batman that's right. Yeah. I feel good about that, but like, I do. It's close. That one was close, right? But like, man, on the Super Nintendo Genesis era, it was just like Spider-Man, 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 Spider-Man. All those brawlers, you mean? I remember it was like Return of the Joker and anime. Just Batman Returns for Super Nintendo was great, but like, there was not a lot of great Batman games and Spider-Man, and it, and certainly in the the 360 gen, the PS3 360 gen, Spider-Man destroyed Batman. We had like yeah. the four Arkham games. And Spider-Man had like six or seven like crazy oh, open world like oh, yeah. you know friend, friend versus foe. Yeah. web of <laughs> web of shadows. shadows. Like, yeah. Dude, I loved a lot of those games every year. Swimming in seven like Spider-Man's back. Those we were Spider-Man. fun. Love them. Lord of the Rings versus Harry Potter. Jones, you're first again. Harry Potter. Huber. Uh, dude, there's only like, there's not a lot of Harry Potter games. I'm going to Lord of the Rings. Michael Damiani. Not a lot of Lord of the Rings games. Not a lot of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, this is going to be a low number. Lord of the Rings probably beats it. Nominated. This is going to be low. Lord of probably beats it. Go Damiani. There's only like 20 Lord Harry Potter Rings. games, I feel like. Yeah. Lord of the Rings has 43. Yeah. Harry Potter has 37. Close, though. My goodness. Really close. Dude. Yeah, that's the fun part of this game is they're all pretty close. When I, when I thought of Battle for Middle Earth, it was like, no, yeah, they probably would win the edge that out. But boy, thir- seven, seven books, 37 separate video games. Hmm. Woo. More to come, right, Huber? Harry Potter? Yeah. I hope well, so. Well, technically more than books if you count them. Uh, like all the Fantastic like Beasts stuff. two days ago. There was, uh, you know, online, you go online, there's all these things that click, it's like, they got me. One of them was, uh, here is every Harry Potter game and where to play it. Nice. Oh, jeez. All 37 of them. And it was, yeah. Clicked. Clicked it. I got, I got Chamber of Secrets on PS1 burning a hole in my backlog, dude. 
I found it at a used yep. game store, and I'm like, I gotta play this. I want to play like the Deathly Hollows ones and Half Blood yeah. Prince. Yeah, the Lego, both of those were Lego. Excellent. The, the, wait, the Gears of Potter ones. No yeah. Gears of Potter. <laughs> Gears of Potter. Ones Gears of Potter. Are so bad. Mickey Mouse versus oh Looney Tunes. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's really hard. One man versus all of the Looney Tunes. Dude, Tiny Toon Adventure is one of my favorite Genesis games. It's not a Looney Tune. What are Tiny Toons Looney Tunes? Good yeah. question. It's gotta count. Oh yeah. Yeah, because Bugs even shows yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's the tunes. Yeah. You know, it makes up your tunes. Looney Tunes first. Uh, yeah, Looney Tunes. You, you, uh, you. There are some really memorable to go Mickey games that I think of. Oh, sorry. Mickey no, sorry. Mania. Huber, you, you go now. Um. Star Wars, Batman, and Disney. I'm shoot. Gotta weigh in. <laughs> this is a hard one. Um. I'm gonna go with Mickey. Michael Damiani. Looney Tunes, right? Damn not, it. Not Tiny Tunes? Looney Tunes. Okay. So no, we've decided Tiny, Tiny Tunes, Tunes is a part of Looney Tunes. No, no, that's good. I thought okay. it was Tiny Tunes versus Mickey. I was okay. like, oh, crap. There's that Roadrunner Super Nintendo games. Oh, yeah. There, there's a there's a ton of, like, the NES and SNES era and Genesis era have a ton. Space Jam count? ton of Looney Tunes games. <laughs> Space Jam counts. But I feel like some of the more recent stuff, like Epic Mickey and all that, they, they might have caught up. Uh, I'll go for Mickey. Looney Tunes, 74. Mm. Mickey, 62. Yeah. Going against <coughs> good old Mickey with the win. So here's the crazy thing. We tied it up there. You all have three points. Each of you has three points. Nice. We're coming into this final round. Nice. Triple threat. And unfortunately, the final round is the meme round. <laughs> Shit. Shrek versus Garfield. Who has more games? Huber, you go first on this one. Shrek versus Garfield. Can you believe we're, we're like asked to do this? No, this is great. Yes. This, I love no, this, this game. This yeah. is, uh, <laughs> what a uh, troll. Great examples, too. Some of these games kind of have like 20 questions. You know what, Looney Tunes so game I actually liked a lot? Yeah, this was a good ex- amount. Maybe it's just the green, but when I think of Shrek, I think of Xbox 360. I just think of this like handful of like Shrek's party blast and like Shrek's Footloose or something. I'm going Shrek's Shrek. Footloose is very good. I'm going Shrek. Okay. Michael Damiani. Shrek. Brandon Jones. Shrek. Oh, unfortunately, although I love Garfield. Here's the thing, the Jones. We took the bait. Here's Damn the thing. it. This is a game. I want I want people to play a game. Yeah. If two people say Shrek, you got a you got a chance to win. Price is right it. You yeah. got a chance to lose. Garfield. It's Garfield. Garfield has 50 games. We Shrek has a mere 37. Garfield's a mere. Garfield's huge. He's been around for ages. I thought about that, but I couldn't think of yeah. a damn Garfield game. I like not one. Yeah, I so like, think of one. If I can't think of one, true. Yeah, I and I'm you. sure they exist. There's, you know, it's there's like, a Garfield. I'm sure the NES game. and the SNES yeah. both have one. You yeah. know, just something in there. But like, you know, I, it'd be I great to, I'm Garfield sure that the Simpsons would be a fun video game franchise to rival against him. Oh yeah, I bet so too. Like Simpsons versus X Men or something. I bet. I bet Garfield slayed on the Game Boy Color. I bet there's a lot of Garfield games on Game Boy Color. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, Shrek did get a lot of party games and weird stuff, so I just thought, wow. Shrek's footloose, dude. But they were close, too. I like that they were... <laughs> the margin was like 10 games or so. Which yes. Was a lot oh, of yeah, these, that, was, so. that was well designed. I hope you guys have a great week, and thanks for what you do. Love and respect, Zachary. Which one do you guys Zachary. like more, Simpsons Hit and Run or The Simpsons? Simpsons Hit and Run is the best Simpsons video game. You like it more than opinion, the yeah. PS3 360 Simpsons? I've always wondered about that game. The one I, EA made, right? Yeah. Brad and I played through that. It's co-op. It's phenomenal. It's co-op? That game is incredible. Oh, now I'm curious. Have you about played it, Jones? Jones? 
Uh, just you played the hit and run only? You I haven't played the other one? Yeah, I don't think I played that other okay. one. Okay. They're both... Was that based on the movie or... Uh, it was just the time in the movie, but yeah. no. And it was just called The Simpsons. It's like open world, beautiful like, game. Making fun Weird. of certain third person, genres of games, Third person, right? like, yeah. brawler. Yeah, dude. Whoa. Hidden gem. All right. I'll, I'll pick it up next time I see it at a game store. Great game. Uh, I'll, like, I'll, I'll be... I'll keep... Like, yeah. there's a certain list of games that are, like, in my, like... I, I look for them first. Yeah. And then, you know, I always pick up randos. But, like, I'll put that in my Good. like, I, pick I'm it looking up. for this one. Because I want to know if it still holds up. Yeah. And I, I want to know, because I... I Got through that one, but I never got through all of Hit and Run. I played Hit and Run, but I, I'd like to know, you know, retrospectively, mm-hmm. which one, uh, which is the go-to. Yeah. Hit and Run, what a good idea. Yeah. GTA and Springfield. Yeah. Make that again. <laughs> Hit and Run was the original stick of truth for me. Hit and Run was the first, and not because it like looked like The Simpsons, yeah. but I would quote something and be like, what episode is that from? Oh, that's from Hit and Run. Yeah. You know, like, wow. Nice. You know, like... <laughs> And I, I don't know if that was from a Simpsons episode that I missed, but I heard it in Hit and Run and then would like, it just became part of the Simpsons mythos. Nice. Solid game. Funny. Hi. Funny. Good writing. The Simpsons mythos. Oh, <laughs> it's big. Long. <laughs> what? The <laughs> game's long? No, no. I mean, the mythos. The Simpsons yeah. wiki, baby. Oh. A lot of lore. <laughs> a lot of Simpsons lore. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody's keeping track. Here's a really short one, actually. Uh, are you doing anything special for the podcast episode 100, Love and Respect, Matt? Uh, I was not planning on it. I'm open to suggestions. What episode is this? We're in 93 or 94 right now. Like, do you have any of the panels? Do you have any suggestions? Like, not here's a, the thing. Not Invisible, one solitary idea. Invisible Walls used to go nuts for episodes 100. Yeah. And it looked like 200, too. Uh, they had the rap song. Yeah. And but like they would also like have, like they would like premiere new shows and stuff like that. Episode 100 would be a huge deal on Invisible Walls. GT Time never made it to 100. We've outlived our father. Nice. Yeah. I have an idea. Wait a minute. We've done more Easy Hours podcast episodes than GT Time episodes? Yeah, Jones. When the hell did that happen? I don't know. I don't know when we beat GT Time, but it happened at some point, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, GT Time. Oh. Gotcha, GT Time. <laughs> wow. It is hard to imagine because GT Time it was... grows the, up and you grows up. It was there at the game trailers at Viacom era. It was there... Uh, in Defy Studio One, and it was there in Defy Studio Two. Like, GT yeah. Time was around for a long time, but yeah, yeah we we've got more episodes. You can, you can still watch those. You can still watch those. They live. They I, live on. Yeah. Support IGN. <laughs> I'm so quoted from that. People still say. Now I feel like I'm wrong because of your shock. I think I think it's true. I think we never made it to 100. No, that's on part GT of the time. shock. Is I'll buy it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I have an idea, but I won't. I'll tell you privately off camera. You cannot do that. You must what? share it with our you audience. Can't... You must share it with our audience. Oh, well then it's. This okay. was a love and respect question. Oh yeah, yeah, it's sacred. Yeah. Okay. It's uh like a favorite moments, and you have all of us on. Oh, that's kind of cute. Like a look back. Okay. You know what do you love about the podcast, kind of thing. I think a lot of people would be like, uh, <sighs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Uh, if let I, everyone bet on one bet. That, yeah. I think we had give to them do like that way more chances just for that one bet. And the same thing happened. Everyone, Six v one v one. Actually, yeah, Damiani was on an Invisible Walls one hundred or two hundred, right? I you think were there we, in that I think time. for one hundred, we had to go back and like pick like the best moments, and they made ended up making like the video editors like dig through it, and I think Ryan Stevens was digging through a lot of it. I just remember, like, uh, this is probably not the best idea. For what, for whatever reason, whenever I think about Invisible Walls anniversary, I think about the, the T-shirts, like running around with the camera, looking at different shirts. And I was just like, it's not my show. <laughs> you know? 
The first video. I would if I. That was my call after the fact when I was like, interesting shot to just look at everybody's t-shirts. What I would have done is put all of those t-shirts on Bloodworth. Yes. Like would make Bloodworth wear like a hundred shirts mm-hmm. and do a do a t- really fast of him taking all the shirts off. Didn't you do like? I would have watched the hell out of that. You're in a robe. You're sitting in a fancy chair in front of a fireplace. Am I imagining that? I don't think that was an anniversary. I think that oh, was something else. Okay. Okay. The first YouTube video I was ever on was Invisible Walls. Nice. And I I, I talk uh, like this. Episode 100 was live <laughs> hey, streamed. My name's <laughs> my name's Michael. Um, I like okay, I like video Hubert. games. I had the worst first. Uh, the Hubert. It's like a different gem. human. What's up? What was your first podcast? Uh, one of the earliest episodes of Invisible Walls. And we shot it in one of the conference rooms in the main Viacom building back over where it used to, where it originally was before it moved. And we were in the motel next to it. So we were on that floor originally. So we had to go to like a different floor, like the floor above us or something, go to a conference room that was like was weird. And we recorded it in there. And what? it was kind of intimidating because it was people could see through the windows and stuff. Oh, I'd be like, so yeah. So we're like you couldn't hear anyone else, but like you could hear us. I'm pretty sure like I made a just a very obvious remark, like Captain Obvious type thing. And Ryan Stevens like just made like a kind of like joke remark about that, like kind of like ah, good one. I was like, oh, shit. and then you just hate yourself. For I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm never gonna be on this again, am I? Yeah. Like, bye. <laughs> Do you remember reading the comments the first time you were on those podcasts? We didn't have. Uh, did we have the comment system in place with those? Oh, I think yeah. we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, game trailers had tons of comments. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't think Do you always had video you? comments. Yeah, like, oh, dude, it's I, we didn't always back. have video comments, though. I thought that is such a video in like '08. I think we did. Yes, dude. Sure, yeah. yes. I definitely did. That's the whole community. Because I was on there. The reason I we was even message on... boards and stuff, but I don't remember the video comments right away. They were there. The Hubert, reason I was there was to talk about Assassin's Creed. Which one? With Meg. Which one? I think it was three, three or four. Okay. It was like early on. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I just. And you were a shy, bashful boy? Shy, hi. Oh, yeah. Hello. I like games. No, I, I, no, I, 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 I like tossed out earlier, but the, the Ted Price interview was a jam. Oh, can, my God. You can go back. Hi, 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 Mr. Price. That was Huber interviewing big, Ted big, Price? Ratchet, First ratchet, interview ratchet, I've ever done. Uh, just Ted Price is so intimidating. Going straight and to I the source. He, he was like, he had to, what was the name of the game? Rise? It's four letters. Sunset Overdrive. Oh, okay. It was for Sunset Overdrive? Okay. And it was like a busy day at Insomniac. Like in between each interview, there was like three minutes of downtime. He would go back to his office to like do some stuff. Come back out. Mid-interview? Mid-interview. Like, yeah. Okay. Interview here. All right. We're done. Okay. Then he would go and like do some stuff in his office and then come back. It was a very high stress, high intensity. If you could interview Ted Price today, what would you do differently? I'd be more like chill. I'd be less nervous. Uh Uh-huh. We get the camera up a little closer. I remember it was like yeah. full body. Yeah, I get the camera closer. I would have like a list of questions. Nice. I would have uh, some more funny questions. Um, I asked him. I asked him something, and it came off like I didn't know anything about his games, and he got super offended oh. in the interview. It was, it was bad. Because it was bad. <laughs> I was like, asking Spyro. No. Was it like that? I what was the question? We'll find it. It was like, "What's It'll your be in corrections?" Fi- yeah, I know I asked him what his favorite weapon was, and he said the bouncer, I think, from Ratchet, which is cool. But there is a question. I'll do the research. Next okay. time I'm on the podcast. All right. 
Fuse is what I was trying to think of, by the way. Yeah, uh, I, I, I interviewed Ted Price for that. <laughs> well, how'd that go? Well, that was fine because okay. at that point we had like our standard, you know, standardized interview question format. So standardized. basically, it's like, hey, uh, tell us a little bit about the game Fuse, and then they'd be like, oh yeah, Fuse is like this like four person co op shooter. So thing. everybody was going through their routine. Yeah, and then and then you'd be like, oh cool. So like, tell us about some of the cool weapons that people are like. Oh yeah, like yeah. the old school. Like we had like a like a. Yeah, like basically, let's not uh, beat around the bush. If you weren't interested in a game that you're going to cover, there was like five or six questions you could just ask, and you're, you did your job. And I was like, all right, I got all this cool information, cut it, you know, put it yeah. out there and stuff. And I was yeah. like, all right, it's so it's, and I, I love the direction this is taken. I don't mind at all. It's interesting to think about what worked as a video back then. People would watch a video where developers are just talking like, and we have this weapon, and we have this weapon, and we have this enemy, and we have this enemy, mm-hmm. and like that would get five hundred thousand views. <laughs> yeah. It's like yes, oh look at all these yeah. weapons and enemies. It's like that just won't work anymore. Yeah. So we had some. It was it was the gameplay because there was yeah. always cut mm-hmm. with the gameplay. They give us yeah. the B roll. That was the most crucial thing. Is like yeah. hey, it's cool that we have the guy that you, you shot the interview just with. Show this B roll. You gotta put it under yeah. some interview. Yeah. People don't and then people would be like, oh wow, look at the game. Like it's the first gameplay footage I'm seeing of this. It's mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, if, yeah, I just like, you would die just posting videos like that today. You would go out there and die if that it's, was your It's content. stuff that the companies themselves make now. We don't do. Videos like that. Yeah, yeah we you don't. can still do interviews. Like, no clip is a good Exactly. Example. I was oh, just yeah, saying yeah. with Daniel Dwyer. It's not but at all that. It's but, not that surface area. But the area old yeah. type that's what, what it evolved we used to do. Into. Yeah. Yeah. What we used to produce is what publishers themselves just do on their own now. Right. Like yeah. Oh, there's that too. Yeah, behind the scenes. Like developer videos. diaries. That's what they became. That stuff goes out and dies, though. I don't think developer diaries do that well anymore. No, they don't. Do those yeah. Hellblade developer diaries? Everyone should watch them. Yeah. Uh, ten out of ten. We we talked about a uh, uh, Blu-ray bonus content on like I think it actually was a uh, Frame Trap. Yeah. Like w- what we would want on video games. Yeah. The Hellblade documentary rules. Ten out of ten. That's like that's what I want for every game. It was yeah. just right there. Right? And God of War. After you finish the game. Yeah. God of War. Do you think the new God of War will have one? Hundred percent. Okay. Just because so many have had that is true. Yeah, it's like, part of their legacy. Yeah, yeah, they're so I hope good. So. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that big time. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. And that's like for this one especially because they're rebooting it all. It's fascinating. Like I want to see that so yeah. much. You know what? Let's do one more. One it's more. early. It's early on in the day. We're doing one more. Yeah. Hell's yeah, allies. I was just wondering what past experience the panel has with importing games. When I was in high school, a friend of mine was able to get imported games from Japan and China from his uncle, and this was the first time I saw it and played DDR and a ton of other random games I've never heard or seen before. EGM would also have their last couple of pages dedicated to ads showing popular titles you could import, like DBZ fighting games and JRPGs that weren't available in the States. Did the panel ever seek these out, or were they just too weird and mysterious that they fell into the large void of games that never got to experience when you were younger? With much love and respect, Mark Paris. I have two encounters with imported games. This is cool, because I was curious if you ever, ever did. One of them... In, like, fourth grade, my friend TN had an import Dragon Ball Z fighting game on PS1. Which one? Final Bout? Yes. Final Bout. <laughs> yes. Like, dude. Final the, Bout. The power of that box art. Love that game. Yeah. That game was so much fun. Okay. Uh, we used to go over to his house all the time and play Final Bout. It was when, like, Dragon Ball Z was on Toonami and all that. And so most of the characters in Final Bout, you're like, I haven't even seen this thing yeah. before. Yeah. It's crazy game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I personally have only imported one game myself, and that's Shenmue 2. 
because Shenmue 2 came out only on Dreamcast in Europe and Japan. It never made it to America on Dreamcast. Uh, only Xbox. So tell me in about America. the process. How did you learn about it? Uh, so I probably a gaming magazine. I was big on gaming magazines my yeah. whole life growing up. And then I ordered it off of eBay. Wait, when did you learn you weren't going to get it in the U.S.? Uh, I don't remember that okay. minor detail, but sure. I, I just I just remember getting it on eBay, and it came with a boot disc. I still have that disc somewhere. I still have my import, Shenmue 2. Uh, but the boot disc was like just a sketchy disc that you had to put it in. It had this like red Dreamcast circle on it. You would put the boot disc in first, it would load up, and then you would put the... Shenmue 2 disc. Was it expensive to buy that on eBay? Uh, I think I spent like 80 bucks or something when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, which is a lot. Which was a lot back then. And then... Do you remember the stress of like auctions? eBay auctions oh, were so, so stressful. stressful. So stressful. Just the, this whole process was so stressful. Yes. And then it was great because it... Well, one, it only had the Japanese or Chinese audio, but it had English subtitles, so it worked. It was fine. But the biggest bummer was that I couldn't carry over my save from Shenmue 1. Because it was a U.S. save. Because it was a U.S. save. Dang. And that, and you know, from Shenmue 1 to 2, you can carry over all the capsule toys you got from the machines. And even money. And the money, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. And I couldn't, so. That was a bummer, but got to play Shenmue 2. <laughs> Shenmue Remastered. It will carry over. Exactly. You'll finally oh, get finally. Exactly. Redemption. Uh, Brandon yeah. Jones, you ever import a game? Not a one. How come? Ever. Never had plenty, plenty of games to play. Just never got around to it. I, so you, I, I know you're ready, GM, because we talk about it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Do you remember those those final pages? Totally. Yeah. The final pages were the best. I remember reading like Boys Life back in the day. Like there were a lot of magazines that were like. The, oh, the, Boys Life was so sketchy. The back the was back. the best. Yeah, like, the, the magic back tricks and X-ray really glasses. Weird yeah. Stuff. Boys Life. <laughs> Highlights magazine. The last couple of pages are pretty crazy. Uh, Boys and, like, Life is a magazine exclusively for Boy Scouts. <laughs> okay. Just to fill you in. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. So go on, Joe. Boys what were you Life. reading when you were a boy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I always knew that, yeah. I just never, um, no, nothing was like out of my reach. Uh, I was, it was just how I was advertised too. It was on television and, and in magazines. But uh, first time I ever played Final Fantasy VI was on the Famicom at a friend's house. Um, but uh, that was his game on his system. So like I didn't then what go out. So but, what um, what was your familiarity with Final Fantasy before you visited that friend's house? I knew about the first Famicom. game before I just. Like I think yeah. I might have like familiar with the box art on Super Nintendo, but like did not have any interest in playing it, and didn't have any interest in in this. I think I played the first Final Fantasy, was like okay, and I played Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior at the time, and was like all right, mm-hmm. I get these games, but they're not again the Contra. The that's the stuff I want to play. Um, and the uh, Golden Eye, and, and through work, I've, many times I've been given the opportunity to play something, but I did not buy it. I didn't right. actually like go to the. Store so your and get friend it. is like, hey, you got to see this. He was like, he's like, I thought about you because I know you like theater, and there's this opera scene in this game that's gonna blow that, your mind. And that's how your friend introduced you like, to Final what? Fantasy VI, really. And I was like spending the night at his house, and he's like, watch this, and he's like, see, you go in, and then you do. But and it's I was like, Japanese. okay, I'm like, this seems kind of like games I've seen like this, and he's like, no, but you, then you go out on stage, and you gotta like remember the words. How like, could you? It's all in Japanese. What? I, well, he, I mean, yeah, I did. He just, you know, did he, he, know he told to me what to do. Yeah, he told me the options and stuff. And like, so your friends just so like, here's really... what this character's saying to you right now. And that's what they're saying. And... This is so cool, Jones. Yeah. What a night. And, and so like, then Ugh. when Final Fantasy 3 came out, you're yeah. like, I got to buy that. Oh, yeah. And now it's still your favorite. Yeah. Jones, I never knew the origin of that. That's so, so interesting. And you spent all night playing? Uh, I, what, 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 six? Yeah. Oh, yeah, just at his place. Yeah, I spent a couple hours like. But he just he didn't want to spoil a lot for me too because yeah. like I think going that's like actually a pivotal moment in the beginning of that game it's like about four hours in. What happened to that friend? Um, 
Tadashi Kitajima. It was great because he's Alex, because like a lot of you know, like a lot of like Japanese people have American oh, sure. names. Yeah. So he was Alex growing up, and I would always be like, "Oh, Tadashi," and they're like, "Who?" And I'm like, "Oh, Alex." But yeah. like, I, when I first met him, he introduced himself as Tadashi, and so I was like, "All right, Tadashi." Yeah. It's so like my heart broke in, uh, uh, in um, uh, what was it Big Hero Six? His older brother Tadashi. Oh. Um, but um, uh, yeah, still still a good friend. Hard uh, hard nosed businessman. He's always working for like another company every time I meet him, cool. and I, I'm never like even remotely close to like the stuff he's doing. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I wish I could get his his Alex involved in that somehow. Or, uh, but I would, yeah, I'd love for him to come back and uh, talk about some of the crazy stuff, like just games we used to play and That's stuff so he introduced cool. me to. That's so I, cool. Because it's hard to explain. In the '90s, you just you were so in the future. If you imported games, you were years in the future. Sometimes, how I returned the favors, we went to like Blockbuster. It was probably like Warehouse at the time, and we were like, "He's like, let's run a couple movies. We can watch it back at my place." And I was like, "All right," not knowing his parents are going to watch it with us too. So I grabbed a Sam Kinison comedy special I had not seen before, and the Kentucky Fried movie. Uh, which has fill me in on both of those little Kentucky Fried movies are one of the original farces. It was like before Naked Gun. It was it was like Amazon Women from <laughs> the Moon. The like, original farces. Like, it was kind of like with the eighties, like before it got into like scary movie and you know like that style. Sure. Um, it was just kind of like a grab a creep show, but not a horror. Just kind of a big grab bag, a bunch of crazy stuff. There's like little nudity, little swearing, and uh, was something that I, I had seen because of my older brother. And so I'm like, oh, you know, Tadashi got a kick out of this. And then we like get home, and he like pops in Sam Kinison, and his parents sit down, and I'm like, no, okay. <laughs> And they're like, no, it's fine. We can watch this. I was like, all right. And Kennison is not, you know, is he, Kinison, the, no, right? is he the one who shouts Kinison, oh, and swears? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, with the yeah, long yeah. hair. And he, it's a big jacket. Like, he played like rock and metal for a bit there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, died way too young. But um, yeah, his stuff doesn't necessarily hold up like some other comedians. What a weird child you are but, to pick those out at a movie store. But Kennison by the way. just slayed me as a kid. I thought really? he was so funny. Okay. Yeah, I was really into him and Andrew Dice Clay. And, all, you know, I've kind of like grown out of that. Um, George Carlin, I think, is like the major comedian from that day that I was really into that I still like a lot. But, the constant. Uh, did yeah. not. Sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Kitajima. Uh, Import games and PC games. I'm, I'm positive that he's what? In the future. Games from oh, the future. Yeah, in yeah, the 90s. PC games are in the future. Absolutely. In the 90s, you have a game really that can really run them. Yeah. Or, sorry, a PC that can run them. Damian, I'm positive you've imported some games in your past. Mm-hmm. Tell Mad us Man. the highlights. Uh, highlights are the first. Both. Okay, I mean, yeah, you can tell us about the first. I forgot the question originally. I know it had to do with imports, but I don't What did remember. you import? Yeah, yeah, Because, like, the question starts with, like, it's, like, the newest Persona game came out, like, a year. Which one was that? It came out, like, a year ahead in Japan. <laughs> I can't remember which one that is. <laughs> Going for that Bodhi Award right there. <laughs> Couldn't quite nag it, though. No, tell me your first. Yeah, tell me the first game you ever imported. Uh... I start. Well, I only started importing any kind of games uh, around mid two thousands GameCube era. Oh, so nothing. Before so nothing that. in your childhood. Nope, nope. So you would see. They the even know about the... import stuff. For, like, I imported a game before so Damian. The yes. first, the first thing I ever saw of like a Japanese game that I was like very aware of is uh, a local rental store. Uh, the one attached, the game store attached to Blockbusters back in the day. Uh, game something. I forget the name of it at this point. Yeah, dude. Anyway, hold on. No, you go ahead. Okay. And uh, they, they had uh, the Japanese version of Super Smash Bros. N64. No way. So that was the first like Japanese game I saw in person. And like, I was like, whoa. Game Im- crazy? Like, impl- game, crazy? Game, game, game crazy? Game crazy, I think it might have been called. And, game... and that was Hollywood. Attached to what? That was a uh, blockbuster. That was oh. actually, I think that was attached to the Hollywood one. What's that called? Hollywood video. Hollywood video is game. We crazy. really remember had, game. Max? We had like one Hollywood video anywhere near us. Oh, okay. So like blockbusters right, so dominate. Anyway. Okay, all right. Um, there's game. T- anyway, was it Game Max? 
Couldn't tell you. Okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, anyway. They had a Japanese They had it, but uh, every time I went there, it was always crazy. checked out. Did you even know what it was? Uh, uh, How would you even know what that They explained it was, was like a, it was a mascot fighting game for Nintendo 4. And in Nintendo Power, they talked about it. I was like, oh, okay, that's what that game is. I remember just the article in EGM describing Smash Bros. I was laughing hysterically. They talked about lightning bolts coming out of Pikachu's butt. And I was like dying. <laughs> I could not believe this game existed. And so the idea of like you being able to play the Japanese version. But I never got to because okay. it was always oh. checked out. Yeah, of course. Like yeah. everyone oh. was like checking it out. They only had one copy. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And you know, I got Smash Brothers later on. Um, but it was, yeah, it was during the game, yeah, it was during the, the 2000s, uh, GameCube era, uh, we'll say we did, uh, the Wind Waker, uh, Four Swords Adventures, um, played, believe both of those first, um, it was interesting because then Four Swords Adventures, there's a part where there's a list of three items you have to bring, a, a, a Deku scrub and it's randomized. Uh, oh, no. So trial so and no so trial and yet. trial and erroring. So that's how I used to get through Japanese games. Trial and erroring, basically. Yeah. Uh, I kind of liked it though because it made it feel like I hate to use the word soulsy because souls didn't exist yet. But like the whole thing of like you don't really know what's going on. It's kind of ambiguous, yes. like how things work, yeah. which is not the intended design of the game. It's clearly like oh, it's supposed to be obvious. This isn't supposed to be difficult. But I like that extra challenge. I'm like, what if I try this? So like made you try out weird and crazy things. Yeah. Anyways, uh, a person I knew online had to like translate it for me. He goes, just take a screenshot or a photo or something of the list, and I'll translate it for you. And I was like, oh. He goes, yeah, go get these three Tell things. Tell me about the process in this year of taking a screenshot and posting that online involved getting a digital at that point yeah it was getting a digital camera for one of the one of my friends <laughs> can i borrow your digital camera i got to take screenshots of four sources and take a picture of the of the screen take yeah. a picture of the screen yeah and then giving it to like just like just uploading that basically you still i think you could still hook up your digital camera to your computer at that point oh, yeah but there weren't like i only had any card in it or anything like that like a like a any like stick or anything like that at the point that point yet but you hooked it up and you just saw like the the photos on there and i was like oh here you go there's that um i love that so much yeah uh that was that one um what else uh for not just japanese stuff i uh, the minish cap is interesting because I imported it came out in both Europe and Japan before it came out in North America. Okay, so you got the European. So version. I got the Japanese version first because it came out like a week before any of them, I believe, or slightly before. You got it for the week. So I got that one and I started to play through it. I was like, "Oh, this is great." Then the European version came out and I imported that one uh -huh. because GBA was region free for yeah. everything and it was in English. So I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna play it because it doesn't come out till like January." It's like, "Why are you waiting so long, Nintendo, to give us this game?" Like. Apparently, yeah, we got like diminished cap late, but we got something else early in exchange. But um, what other ones have I? I'm trying to think of like a non Zelda game that I have imported. Uh, like that that's would, the challenge. Yeah, that know? that's the challenge. <laughs> I definitely Zelda. definitely have done it. Uh, oh, uh, Tales. So here's a good one. All right. Because I guess it's not really. I think. Okay. We went to Tokyo Game Show in 2009. Mm -hmm. uh, I that week. Tales of Vesperia for PS3 came out. It's still Japan only, yep. exclusive Three, to Japan. 360. It has the extra, oh, has, right. the extra has the extra content, all that. Yep, yep. Bought it in Japan, brought it back, played through the entirety of that game uh, in Japanese. Again, without knowing what you're doing. I already, I'd already beat it on the 360, though, so I, I knew it. <laughs> There's only a few parts that are a little different because they had extra content. But beat that, beat the PS3 version of Tales of Vesperia completely in Japanese. So 
so, but I actually bought it in Japan and brought it back. So Don't I was like, yeah, dude, like the, the, the authentic, the authentic experience right there. The dream yeah. of going to Japan and buying a brand new yeah. Japanese RPG, yes. bringing it home and but, playing it. And be like, so hype. <laughs> like up? JRPG towns are my favorite things ever, Damiani. And Tales of Vesperia, the freaking giant tree town yep. with Idrisil. It's like, yeah. And it's like this giant tree, and it's just like glowing. Just, every time I think of Vesperia, I think of that one image just like seared into my brain. Wow. Love that game. Cool. Tales of Vesperia. And nowadays, like, we get demos in Japanese, so we just like get those. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah. yeah, I think I downloaded. I forget. I don't really have any import stories as well. I don't have any good ones. Um, fun question though. I like mining the panel for memories. It's always fun. Mm-hmm. It is now time for bets though. Fun over. Fun is over. Digimon. St- this is next week's bet. Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Hacker's Memory will be released this Friday, January nineteenth, on the PlayStation Four and Vita. Not dead yet, Huber. Not How many dead times yet. will the word Digimon appear? On the back of the PlayStation 4 box, Brandon Jones. I hope this is way low, but five. Shit. What do you mean you hope it's way low? I just, that would be ridiculous, you know? Crap. Four. Ah. I just totally forgot. I mean, I picked three, yes. but the problem was I forgot. I was only thinking of the text blurb. I didn't realize. Oh, like, there's the, a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, copyright, copyright, yeah. websites, hashtags, and bullet Twitter points. Accounts. Like, there's this many Digimon. Digimon well, at least I got the low covered. I got number Damn. nine. Oh, I thought I'd be the highest. Okay. Let me lock All that right. in. Oh, uh. I had a little trouble with it that time. So, wait, rusty. you made that bet? Yeah. You wrote that bet. I wrote that bet. And you played through all of Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. Mm hmm. You don't I see any kind of conflict of interest I here? <laughs> I didn't read the back of the box. I know you, man. You always look at back, back of the box. He doesn't know what this Who looks doesn't like look that? at the back of a box? Everyone picks up a game, they uh, look at the back of the box. I agree with you. I agree with you. We, we look at the back of the box, we don't read the back of the box. There's no way I looked at the back of the box and read how many times Digimon is on the back you of the box. You probably read like, at least you, a couple bullets. Could, could you, like, super cozily say how many times God of War will appear on the back of the of God of War on the PlayStation? You're right. Like, Fair point. Yeah. I played every God of War game yeah, yeah, religiously. Yeah. Like, Fair point. no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, they Fair could enough. totally change up their style. It could just be a lonely Digimon right in the middle. Okay. Yeah. No, no text. I don't know. Like, it would be cool. You know, I feel like it would be like, like a box would only mention the thing, like, three or four times, max. Well, the thing is, like, with, with Digimon, with Pokemon, where it's jo- not just the title of the game, but also the thing that is within the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's uh, got multiple uses. That's yeah, like, where it Pokemon. It'd be like, how about yeah. Pokemon companies? So that's one. Yeah. You'd have, like, oh, the all, new, Pokemon all new Pokemon game or over 100 ec- whatever Pokemon. That yeah, would be that's, two. That's, yeah, it's two and more. And, like, welcome to Pokemon bl- the whatever region yeah. where you, you got to catch new Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. You have Like, battles and blah, blah, blah. And probably another mention of Pokemon. So, you get, like, four or five in that, uh, that Pokemon one. If it's a non-Pokemon one, you're getting like three, four. I'm going to introduce a new segment. It's called the Damiani Kudos Challenge. And to our entire audience, if you can find a game out there with the game's title on the front of the box that is not ever mentioned on the back of the box, Damiani will give you kudos. Okay, sure. <laughs> if it's not mentioned once on the back of the box, but totally is on the front, you'll get oh, some, some t- kudos from totally gonna be. There's actually probably going to be a lot of games like We're that. We're talking retail only. Retail only. Oh, yeah. probably a lot. There games, must be a UPC Games barcode. with the really elaborate like subtitles, if they don't have the logo or anything on the back, they might not say like the full title. They just might like, 
I could see there being a, okay at least five. Find one. Yeah. At least five. Find one for some. Like I can't Miami. see the back of the box of Enslaved Odyssey of the West saying it does. It absolutely Enslaved does. Odyssey of the West. It absolutely does. It says it right in the top left, and then it has it again in the like the text of the legal text on the bottom. Oh, what about legal those text. awesome Got boxes it. that are more artistic? They don't even have any text That's why on the retail. back. That's why it's mm. got to have the UPC. Not code. collector's edition. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That, it's yeah. Oh no, there's like, some. There's some ones that are like that uh-huh. you could buy in a store to have like the the cool back. Okay. Uh, I, I name one right now. I think uh, PS2. Uh, what was that? A uh, saga game. The one that was really terrible. But has beautiful artwork on both sides. Unlimited Saga or something like that. I believe it's called. It's on PS2. Are you giving yourself kudos right now? Yeah, I am. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Take the kudos. While you're saying that, I'll, I'll look it up for you. Kudos. Okay, all right. Kudos. Uh, last week's bet kudos was... Kudos to you, sir. Last week's bet, it, was inter- it took place in an interesting time where we didn't know when that Nintendo Direct was going to happen. Yeah. We were itching. Uh... I guess, I mean, like, there's not a lot of drama behind this one, but we'll go through it. The bet was, when will the Nintendo Direct take place eventually? Jones, you bet January 24th at 9 a.m. Ben forgot to write a bet down. He had no answer. <laughs> he just looked great. up and he said, the, I got to be honest, I was not listening to you. It's like, all right. <laughs> it's the first time in podcast history. It was really great. Yeah. Uh, blood bet January it's 25th, 11 a.m. And I bet January 15th, uh, 9 a.m. Bossman. Yes. You got it? Look at this. You about to give yourself so kudos? So there's an unlimited saga. Oh That's God. the front, and okay. this is the back. So it says, only those brave enough to accept say the challenge. Say it the microphone. Oh, okay, so we'll just we read this. It okay. doesn't say it anywhere in the text. So now I get to zoom in down here. Getting that legal text, So it dude. says saga, but it doesn't say unlimited saga. Getting that legal text. And it says legal text. It says copyright 2003 Square Enix All Right Reserve. What the hell is this? Your phone's going into power saving. Uh, Square Enix and... Oh, okay. Unlimited Saga are trademarks. Ooh, Close. Saga, so it got it in there. Yeah. Is there any other? This was a good pick. But though. it has a, it has a, Kit, a Kitoshi Kawazu presents. So that's part of the title. Yeah. So it only says Unlimited Saga in the copyrights. And it is a good looking box art. So anyway. look at that. It doesn't have his name in there at all. Exclusive like, Final Fantasy X-2 preview. preview, dude. So cool. Do you think it's even a demo? The way it says preview, I wonder if they just put a trailer on there. Yeah. yeah I wonder. Be. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to let it's exclusive, though. We'll let, yeah. the, exclusive. we'll let the audience rule if that one counts or not. Oh, my God. Because it has the no. person's name in the title. Like, Hideo Kojima presents. Or, or, they what, never let him no, do No, no, no. What are the... Like, some movies where they have, like, a... a uh, broken lizards, uh, like Clive Super Barker's Troopers. Jericho. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like that. That's part of the title. Yeah. No, no, no. That does not count as part of the. So title. you just call it Jericho, not Clive Barker's Jericho. If the back of the box is Jericho, you're not getting Damiani kudos. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay Kyle. Yo, that Dragon Quest. <laughs> okay, arms. Kyle. That Final Fantasy 12 demo. We were talking about demo. demos on yeah. Talking Syndrome the other day. Nice. I don't think I brought right. up Final Fantasy 12. It's cool. Uh, anyway, I won the bet. Yeah, it didn't get really good to have my moment there, but I won that. I said it was going to be the closest. Kudos uh, to Kyle Bossman. Yeah, kudos, kudos to, to me. You. Uh, so that brings the total points to Red Grouse's zero. <laughs> Jones, I don't want to mock anyone's like performances or anything, but I feel like you need to put more effort into whistling. I don't want to be loud with the whistle into the mic. Oh, I'm okay. nervous about so how the whistle, when somebody's got their headphones on, if the oh, whistle's okay. like, yeah, sharp. Kyle, come on. actually really nice. When I'm here, you can probably do it. It's like lower the birds flying away. The grouse is gone. Okay. That was the, the grouse had something to say, and then that was goodbye. Was the, okay. Know. All right, nice. <laughs> Gorgeous Gorillas won. 
Kudos to Kyle. <laughs> Kudos. <laughs> and Droopy Eagles won. <laughs> uh, I don't think that was very believable, Kyle. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let me tell you a little bit before we end our podcast about patreon.com slash easy allies, because that is where the easy allies uh, are, are live. That's where we live. That's where we're living. It allows us to live. It's our, our, our little food. It's, it's our sustenance. Um, okay. is it it's to, our salt lick. To explain that, <laughs> it's our salt lick. End of story. Now, uh, you win the right. No. Okay. So <laughs> Easy Allies are crowdfunded, basically. We're crowdfunded on a monthly basis through patreon.com slash Easy Allies. Uh, if you're curious about what we do other than this podcast, the reviews that we do, the weird shows that we do, the normal shows that we do, uh, check them all out at on patreon.com slash easy all eyes. It's all uploaded there. Uh, you'll find perks and stuff there. Uh, for instance, if you're a $5 and up patron uh, at uh, patreon.com slash easy allies, uh, you get this podcast two days early and you are uh, uh, eligible to submit uh, love and respect uh, suggestions. So things like that, that happens all over the place. If you're a $1 patron, you get to watch Jones's exclusive patron show, Cup of Jones. Yeah. Uh, where he rags on Keith Olbermann. Oh, yeah. I let him have it. Yeah, I didn't realize you were making enemies. First time I ever enemies. called out a tweet. I know. I didn't realize you're making Whoa. enemies with this show. Yeah. Did, did he respond? Did yes. Keith Olber? No, I did yeah. it this morning. So oh, not, he's I miffed. I haven't I heard, checked my Twitter yet. I heard he's, he's mad. coming. I heard yeah. he's mad. Yeah. He's coming yeah. for you. Yeah, he deployed Just me. <laughs> no one else thought that tweet was silly. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's yeah. There's lots of things worth checking out. Check out easyallies.com to see our schedule in your time zone. That's also a nice resource. Um, yeah, that is it. Damiani, how'd you do on your goal? Of never mentioning Persona Five, did pretty good. I think you did. You put up nailed walls. It. You did nail it, because I think that it was clear you were still thinking about not saying it. True. Sometimes I can trick people into forgetting about their goals, but it was clear that you you still had it in the back of your mind the whole time. Pretty much. Michael Huber, though I gotta be honest, that was not my best attempt at getting Damiani to say the words Persona Five. Michael Huber, how'd you do on your goal of not thinking about Resident Evil Two? I failed. <laughs> when did that? I mentioned? No, I mentioned it even at some oh, point. Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. And then ten seconds later, I was like, oh, whoops. Yeah, he talked about like announcements, just, like yeah. managing, yeah, like, managing like hooking cables up to yeah. like Huber's brain and putting like Brad in a chair with explosives on it and being like. Brad's fine as long as you don't think about it. <laughs> and like, Brad's the, gone. We all have to accept Brad's the person gone. Would He's gone. Be able to finish the sense. They'd be like, the all you do is not think of the VR experience. Uh, Brandon Jones, how did you do on your goal? I did it. Nice at one point. I did it. Who got the nice? It was Huber. everybody did actually. You gave us all nices. I gave it ever, to everybody because you said we all tied. You were like, oh, we all all of you got three points. Nice, nice. Oh, so we okay. did. I gave it to myself too. I gave it to everybody but you. Kyle. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't all of us. It was all but me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and then my goal was to say woohoo to award someone with a woohoo, and it was oh. it was Huber for the best take of the day. Nice. That he's never seen a card game where cards are not for sale. <laughs> Obviously, we know there are contradictions. Don't even correct it. It's yeah, just pay. a funny comment. We you like want it. cards? <laughs> yeah. You pay up. Yes. Um. Cool. Uh. I'm so because I was the winner of the bet this week, I get the rights and responsibility to share my Twitter handle with the world. I get to promote any Easy Allies video I'd like to promote. I get to sign off with my trademark sign off, and I get the final word on anything I've disagreed with. Simply want to reiterate, or just pops up in the back of my head in that moment. Kyle. Yeah. We are five days away from a potential Resident Evil 2 remake announcement. What Uh is your hype level? What is your curiosity level? It's actually high. Why five days? What? what? 
Oh, it's some it turns right? twenty. Oh, that's right. That's on true. the twenty-first, okay. and yeah. a couple days ago, they changed their Twitter Resident Evil picture to uh, to red text, like Resident Evil Two, like the logo. It's yeah. it's coming for it's coming. sure. There's like a gap. I think there's a gap in like then, some, yeah. Their yeah. Twitter header also was uh, there was a blank space for an unannounced game or like unreleased. Your your high levels though. Yeah. Hi. It's very high. Excellent. So. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Kyle Bossman. I wrote a tweet just yesterday. Maybe I'll write one again within the next seven days. <laughs> My tweet was, what is your favorite Star Wars bathroom? To me, that is a very funny tweet, but like, I wonder if people just think I'm into bathroom humor. Uh, so I'll try better. I'll try to make better tweets over the next seven days. I miss your tweets. Which tweets do you miss? All of them. You no, had a you good don't. one the other day. It was a bit but I didn't know it was a bit until I read like five comments down. <laughs> it was about <laughs> blinking. It was Blink, about, yeah, yes, there it yeah. is. You know, I think I was a good tweet. I thought you were yeah. serious. Yeah. Because Twitter, people, I can't understand the tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you see me type literally crazy, it means I'm doing a bit. <laughs> okay. That means I'm doing a bit. Uh, final word I want to say. All right, this is my last chance to talk before we do game of the year discussions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, Look, we get, we get, it gets personal. And I just, I want everyone to know, not just at this table, but the entire audience. Game of the years don't matter. That's the silliest thing in the world. They don't matter. But we all, it's just, it's human. Humans love, we watch game of the years because it matters to us. That's why they get views. That's why they get clicks. That's why people like seeing them. There's no such thing as the greatest game of the year. And if there is, you certainly don't know it that year. Uh, so that is what I want to say with that. The video I'd like to promote, check out Huber Syndrome following the uh, Resident Evil 2 announcement. <laughs> He's doing a huge blowout. He's doing a huge blowout. He's going to look at the trailer. He's going to analyze it. So look out for that episode. It's going to be a very special episode. And we to sign off with our trademark sign off, which is, of course, tomorrow is forever all ours. I am enjoying these microtransactions.